time, debit card users are also included in the cashback fund. Now everyone can get cashback on everyday purchases with Discover Cashback Debit. That includes no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank member FDIC. Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Shots taken and some shots fired. The moment you call me a liar, it's game and on. You don't Let know that. Let me finish, Garcelle! Why don't you come to me and say, Rina, what are you doing? And guess what? There's gonna be some winners and there's gonna be some losers. Well, that's lies, baby. Where's your anger towards him? Am I angry now enough for you? Remember when you called me and you said these girls have flipped on you? Well, that'll come up to be <laughs> Get ready. It's a four-part Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion. Do you stand by your assertion that the letter <laughs> They weren't my favorite. I am long-winded. I just want to say this, Andy, and, and this is really important. Am I boring you? <laughs> so we are joined by the one and only Kathy. 
notes in case because I want to do address a few things. Bring it, Kathy. Bring it, bitch. All these things I don't feel great about. I did them. It happened. Each and every one of them haunts me. You really experienced threats and hate speech. It's hundreds a day. <laughs> First I say too much, and then I don't say enough. What you just threw down shows exactly who you are. You and your husband, and you and your husband were laughing at my up life. I can't control what comes out of their mouth. And you know what? I can't control what Tom Girardi The way that you spoke to me is not okay. You were being a bitchy f***ing. We're going to put you on a skewer, and I'm going to fire up the barbecue. Why didn't you leave Tom soon? Where was I going? I know what you make on this show. Hold on. Did you feel you were held captive? He's having multiple affairs, yet, as we know, he put $20 million and more into your account. Who believes Erica did not know anything about what Tom was doing? Can someone please back up on what I'm saying? Manipulating the narrative by saying that the cognitive decline started three years ago. That's not true. Again, here you are, looking at me, rolling your eyes. It lands differently when there are air crash victims. You asked him if he did it? I asked him why. Why? Why? It's me, <laughs> Lisa Rinda. I'm a good friend. <laughs> uh, this is the last time I will be talking to you this season. <laughs> it's time for me to take care of Amelia and the other one, not Amelia, and have Harry's Bolognese. By myself and dance in my bedroom and throw out a hip to Harry Styles. Harry, will you taste my watermelon sugar? <laughs> Folks, welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is Ryan Bailey. This is Friday. We did it. We made it through an entire. By the way, that was. Some of the most unhinged work I've ever done. And that says, I'm pushing too hard already. I can feel it. I just need to calm down, take my blood pressure medication, and just let this flow out of me. I, I feel like this is a higher calling. I feel God is working through me tonight. Hopefully. I, you know, what is that song, Jesus Take the Wheel? That's what, Jesus, will you take the wheel right now so I can really bash the hell out of Erica Jane? And the ballad of Erica Jane, we saw it in the fourth part. It's a ballad about me, Erica Jane. Feel bad for me, but I'm a tough cookie, but still feel bad for me. And my puppet, Lisa Rinna, my hand's up her butthole, and I'm working her mouth. See how big it opens when she cackles. <laughs> 
How's everybody doing? Is everybody good? Okay, how many people turned off? People, I, I think we've got all the people that have... All the pussies out. Um, folks, if your kids are listening, what's up with that? Let's not do that. There's going to be language today. There's going to be horrible jokes today. There's going to be some good jokes. Maybe some good jokes today. We're going to talk about... And we're going to talk about the birds, the bees... Uh, we're going to talk about, uh, Tom's mistresses. We're going to talk about this season. We're going to talk about so, so many things. So if there are kids, just make sure that, uh, they sign a waiver. I'm going to need them to sign some sort of waiver, like an NDA saying they didn't learn any of this cool hip slang. Uh, and also kids, if you have cigarettes, why don't you smoke them? Cause it's time, baby. It is time. Tell your parent to give you a sip of that wine and let's go. It is Thursday night right now at 10.40 p.m. I worked on set all day. Yeah, I did the commercial today where I played a lawyer just like Tom Girardi. So I was like, how fitting is this? It was great. I was just telling crew people, hey, did you watch Beverly Hills this week? Hey, did you you watch Beverly Hills? Um, Actually, I'm very, I'm method like Lady Gaga and House of Gucci. I like to speak Italian. Um... No, I I was in complete character as a lawyer for this commercial all day, which means I tried to steal money from each and every one of the people I was closest to. I tried to uh, bilk them for all that they were worth just so I could get into the spirit of how a real lawyer operates, how one Mr. Tom Girardi operates. I assume all lawyers just steal uh, now that this season is uh, coming to a conclusion. That's I mean, by the way, that's what we know, right? We know that... Somebody stole something, right? And I think it was Tom Girardi. Um, Like I said on yesterday's pod is that the fourth part of the reunion, I think, is the most exciting part of the reunion in terms of information. What you're going to hear today is almost going to be like a play. There is a lot of dialogue. I'm talking a lot of dialogue. So if you do not like theatrical productions, turn it off right now because there is a lot of dialogue and we have it pretty much word for word. You guys know how much I love you, right? You know how much I care for you. And so I had a very unique opportunity um, that that I had to I had to I had to take this opportunity. I think you're gonna be really excited because um, I was. I was like, is this is this true? So what happened was was that I got a message from Baditza Lopez, of course. Who, by the way, Maditza, the graphics you have made for this entire season of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, I've said this every week, but it is art. Someday we will frame all of these, Maditza, and we will be so proud. We will look at my life, look at it up in these frames, look at all these Real Housewives of Beverly Hills graphics. To me, uh, those graphics are just as much as part of this unhinged uh, Friday episode that we do every week as the actual show itself. And, I, and I'm not like grandstanding here because who the hell, I know a lot of people hate these recaps as much as they they love them. I, I mean, I think way more people dig them, but I mean, I really care about this, you know? Like I care about you guys. I In fact, I worked all day on that set and I was like, shit, I gotta, I gotta make sure I am ready for these guys. These guys deserve the best in the world. And uh, you probably listened to Danny already. So you got that and now you're gonna get me, baby. But to prepare for this, I have all the beverages laid out in front of me. I've got a uh, a, a Trenta uh, cold brew from Star Starbies. I've got a truly pineapple uh, hard, hard seltzer. I like my seltzer like I like my ladies hard. I don't even know what that means. I've got a uh, a half glass of Fernet Branca. 
I've got a Signature Select Raspberry Blackberry flavored water. And then I just have a Ralph's Purified drinking water. So all of those, I love I love me some beverages. All of those are laid out before you because it, this is going to, hey, if this takes all night, it takes all night. You know what I'm saying? And uh, But what I was going to tell you before that, so this is very exciting. I get this message from Baditza saying, hey, hey, the, um, one of your... Uh, you know, friends, fans, listeners, Sharon says you're not answering your DMs. And I'm like, yeah, I, 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 I sometimes don't, if I'm, so how the DM situation works is like, if I'm on my phone, which is a lot, but if it's right there in front of me, I open it up. But if not, it kind of like how it, it stacks. So I have things that have stacked now for about a year. And every week I'm like, I'm going to go get to all those DMs. And then it just becomes overwhelming. But don't stop doing it because I really do love that. I love when I can answer them. But anyways, she goes, oh, she's trying to DM you. And I'm like, well, why? What, what's up? And she goes, well, she heard uh, about tra- you need transcription. And she's a court reporter. Dun, dun, dun. So I'd like to welcome to the show our new court reporter, Sharon. I'm not going to share her last name or information like that, but um, suffice to say, while I was on set today, she transcribed Real Housewives of Beverly Hills season 11, episode four of the reunion, and she effing killed it because I just rewatched Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and she almost nailed it word for word. Do you know those times when I'll be reading the notes, you guys, and I'll be like, uh, I have no, what? Uh, I don't even know what I was trying to say. Anarchy. What is that a shelf where, you know, like, but this is so good. You guys, I almost cried because it gets to be like, I, I do think this is so important, even though I know really it's, you know, in this grand scheme of things, it's not, but to me it is. And I want to do it correctly. You know, I want to do it precisely and word for word. And she did it brilliantly. So that's, I need to hire a full-time court reporter. That is just, that's it. I got to hire a full-time court reporter. And she even, she goes, wow, that was a lot. I can't believe you do this. And it's true. Like I watch these things so much now. And that's why I, maybe I'm not even mad at Erica and Rena. I think maybe I'm just mad that I um, have to take notes and watch these, watch them repeatedly with their bullshit. And they're the ones that talk the most on these shows. I'm joking. I do not like uh, Rena and um, Erica, even if I didn't have to take notes. Uh, so that's not true in any case. Um, so you guys, I, it felt like reading a play. Like I went and checked every word and I was actually able to watch it for the first time with my eyes instead of just typing down. And I got to tell you, Erica looks horrible. Am I right? Hey, high five. No, for real though. She does look bad. Um, in a weird way though, like it's in a, in a way, like if you just stare, if you've had a couple of drinks and you just stare at the screen, like it's kind of Shakespearean. It's like tragic. Cause you can see like, you know, and, and by the way, I like to say I pity her because I know she would hate it. Um, but at the same time, once again, and we will come to this conclusion many times is that, Still, the amount of self-pity she has for herself, the amount of time she says she's not the victim but plays the victim, the amount of time she plays a bully, the amount of times over these seasons that she has been an ungrateful, whimpering simp um, and try to act bigger than she ever should. The, you know, chickens have come to roost right now. As my favorite lady Sutton says, you know, the devil always comes knocking, I say, I say. Hey, everybody. <laughs> hey, baddies, what's going on? It's me, Sutton, I'll say, I'll say. The devil always comes knocking, I'll say, I'll say. You know, I will say just offhand, off the top, 
Sutton had a great moment in the fourth part, but I will be critical of Sutton and is that she could have gone further. I wish she had known she had had the power of Gracicles. She had the power of all of us behind her so she could just annihilate, like just like a beam of energy, like because she had a great moment with Erica, but she could have gone farther because none of those other flipping ass-kissing wimps could even, I guys, I'll say it every pod for the rest of my life. I do not understand what the big fear is with this lady. What I mean, what is she? What is it? Like, does she just fart bad and everybody's like afraid of the smell? Like, why is, I just, you could never explain it to me. It never, but the only thing I understand is that we all have those friends in our lives that for some reason we, and you know, they all talk shit about her behind her back. You, except for Rinna, because Rinna's literally behind her back in her butt. Um, But other than that, you know, they all talk massive shit. And the scary thing is we're going to see the same behavior next season. Because they're already filming. There has been really no solid break here. So they're still trapped in this fucking brain dead like tractor beam. You know, you put me in a trance with Erica. And everybody needs to wise up. And if these people say that they read all this shit and look at the memes or even listen to the podcast. Kyle, I'm talking to you for once. You, you know, you are uh, put up there now as the leader of this group. Then be a leader. You do not do any kind of leadership things right now. You don't. I love your Kathy storyline. I think you are so middle of the road. You play both sides brilliantly, but you need to step up at some time and be a leader and you have not done it. Dorit, you love to hear the sound of your own voice. You are not a leader. It's like that time when, um, when Bethany left New York a couple years ago and it was either Dorinda or Luann that I thought they were going to try to step up and be the leader. And it turned out neither of them could because they were both unhinged messes. You know, so nobody got to step up like in that role that Bethany had when she was in New York. And I'm not a huge Bethany fan anymore, but you can't deny she played that role. So Kyle is in that same role, but she's not choosing to step up. But now if we're looking at it as a game, if we're looking at this show as a game, which I believe some of them are treating it as one, the crown is heavy, but it is ready to be taken. If Sutton had sped up a little bit more towards the end, and and stood into the light, or, or walked into the light. <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck I'm saying. Walked into the light. <laughs> what is wrong? Walked into the light. You're an idiot. Walked into the light. I feel like she could have made, like in a season or two, she could be the leader. But right now it is leaderless. And you can't have that doof Erica Jane be the leader. Like we're really going to let her be the leader? Not on my watch. No, 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 no. I'm going to storm the Capitol if that shit happens. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) No, I'm not. Calm down. What would storming the Capitol be? Just like taking over Buca de Beppo? (laughs) Like, sir, what are you? I'm here to take over. Dorit's room is the people's room. Dorit's room is the people's room. And I've just painted myself like that weird dude at the cap with the big like bear head on. And I'm like, Buca! (laughs) I tell you, it's going to be on hand today. That's um, okay. So, but right now we're leaderless and we have not had enough of a break. These lead ladies are still going to be in this trance. I think Rinna in some kind of sick delusional way thinks she's kind of a, a leader or like a, you know, she's definitely a sniper from the side now, but I think she thinks of herself as a leader or the most popular one. I think she's the most infamous one at this point. I don't think popular is the word. I think recognizable is a solid word. 
But it is interesting. I've talked to so many people far and wide from every state, from every country, mainly Australia. What's up, Australian baddies? We have a huge uh, listenership in Australia. Good day, mate. How you doing? It's me, uh, Brock. I think it's because I do such a good Australian accent that they listen. Uh, but it's really cool. Like, I get messages from Australia, I mean, you know, a couple times a week. So it's cool. Um, but... I talk to people and they will say, I used to love Lisa Renna, hate her now, can't stand her. And I'll be like, tell me more. Tell, hey, sit down. You're with friends. You're with family now. Because I'll first, I'll say, let's embrace. Let's hug. We know we're kindred spirits. And now tell me why you hate Lisa Renna. Um, but it's true. She is a horrible, horrible person. <laughs> and I was reading this week, uh, there's like this new girl that supposedly is going to be a friend of, and it's Lisa Renna's friend. And she has a really sordid history uh, already. I'll talk about her more next week, you guys. I don't know. Some of you guys already know who it is. I wasn't familiar with her before it got announced um, unofficially. But I, I wrote on Twitter. I was like, hey, hey, get ready for your good pal Lisa Rinna to, like, to really annihilate you on national television. If you are one of Lisa Rinna's friends, I put those in quotes, you will get annihilated by your friend on national television. Like, it honestly. If I was one of Lisa Renna's friends and she's like, hey, what's going on? Would you like to be on TV? It's so fun. The girls are so nice. Would you like to, would you like to come on? I'll give you free lip care. <laughs> and then you get on and she annihilates. If I was if I was asked to be on that show by Lisa, I'd leave the country. I'd run away. I'd I would change my name. I would take on a new persona and I would live happily ever after in some kind of like maybe Cuba Cuba or um, uh, what's that one that you say with the um, uh, barbate? No, what the, with the tongue. Anyways, um, I would go somewhere. Um, so we see them filming nonstop. I'm hearing that they're pushing for a spring release on the next season of Beverly Hills. And I, I, I'm really curious. I'm very curious. We've already seen scenes like I talked last week where Garcelle and Erica Jane were working out together. So you know, when you see something like that, you got to go through your mind. You're like, okay, does that mean Erica's like, I got to get in shape, girl. I got to get this pussy lifting weights. Like, do you, is it like one of those things where she's like getting back in shape for the men and for my new, for my career as Erica Jane, songstress to the world. Um, I, I just, I can't, I can't, I think we need another, oh, and that's, that's another big thought I had. <laughs> I have big thoughts, you guys. But another big thought I had was that she said at the very end, she goes, and I didn't break. I didn't break. It's okay to break. It almost might make you fucking human. Like, nobody is a con. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I you actually being a fucking human being, I, I don't know. It creeps me out you not being a human being. Like, it literally, it literally creeps me out. It actually, like I said, it, I actually kind of believe some of the things Erica Jane's saying. But at the same time, in saying all of these things the way that she said, I feel like sometimes she's come off as a more horrible person than before. Because if you believe everything that she says, then you have to just accept what we've talked about a lot of the season is that, well, then you're just a horrible person that left your person, this man that you so-called, doing quotes again, loved at the time that he needed you the most. Because obviously, remember, it doesn't seem like she cares too much about the victims. And even when Tom is brought up now, she'll be like, he did so much for so many people. Where are those people? 
Or, his family's not even taking care of him. What's going on? You're his family, doofus. You're the one that's supposed to be taking care of him. When my dad has a cold, my mom takes, I don't come in to take care of him. Are you flipping kidding me? So, it makes her kind of this like really cold, like calculated person in this whole separate way. So, you know, and it also, that's the thing is that, okay, doesn't, maybe doesn't know about the money. But the big thing is, remember, the thing that we've always said, you guys, is that, but did she know? And you will never, ever get me to believe that she didn't know at least a month or two before she left. You're telling me that she decided to leave coincidentally what was it, a week before all this shit dropped? What a lucky coincidence, huh? Could you imagine if she had been there? Oh, would have really ruined those plans of leaving. And this had been in the works, remember? Remember the first couple episodes of this season? You had them going over Erica Jane's clothes, remember? The first episode, they had like Erica's like bonus glam room and they had brought all the clothes downstairs and Mikey and her assistant, uh, I think Leia or whatever her name is, were, were in there. And we got infuriated because we were like, gee, it was a, her overflow closet. That wasn't her overflow closet. They were getting shit together because she was moving. Remember the Erica Jane headquarters downtown? Which, by the way, that's when the shit gets really livid if I was one of the victims. Erica Jane had a fucking bat cave downtown for her stupid fucking art project. That they paid. Like, she paid to be on Billboard magazine. She paid to perform at those gay clubs when she first started off. And then she paid for a stupid club in, in downtown Los Angeles where she could keep her Erica Jane figurines and cartoons and I'm going to keep clothing and it's going to have a little bar cart. This is like a really big space. She had that as well when she lived in a mansion. That's the shit that was like, girl, maybe you didn't know, but you know now. So you better stop spending every fucking dime because it ain't yours. It ain't yours and you know it. It ain't yours. Guess what? If I don't know where money comes from, I can spend it a hell of a lot easier too. And I'm sure there's a lot of years where she never asked where the money came from. Why would you? I wouldn't. You're telling me you're going to give me, let me spend $14 million on an Amex card? Adam would be like, well, hey, but real quick, real quick, because it's going to break my heart. If uh, I need to make sure this money's on the up and up, because I'm not going to, I'm not going to be able to, if I go into Old Navy and I spend $14 million and I find out that's ill-gotten, I'm going to be bummed. Rightfully so. Old Navy deserves clean money because they are a clean company that has great fall fashions. We all know it. Um, does I, hey, does anybody work for Old Navy out there that can hook a, hook a man up? Get, get him a con. Christmas is coming soon. I'd love to get some sweaters, maybe something nice, you know, little sweater jacket that's so popular. Um, so it, uh, it, it, it's hard. I don't know. It's just, uh, I don't, I don't think we'll ever really, I don't, I don't think we'll ever really fully know everything. I don't think we, I don't know if I care that much now to get a breakdown of everything 
because I'm like, well, I've, I've got the answer I need in terms of who she is as a person. And the thing is, I don't really care. It's not going to like take any skin off my back to like if she's a good person or not. It actually helps a little bit more that she's so horrible, just like Lisa Rinna, because sometimes it makes for entertaining TV. I will say Rinna makes for more entertaining TV as a villain than Erica Jane does. Erica Jane is a plot line. She is now, this is good. Listen up, guys. She is now almost removed herself as a character and she is now a plot line. We had Pantygate. We had Lucy Lucy Applejuice Gate. We have Erica Gate now. She's a storyline. She's a plot. Not a character almost anymore. And when you become a plot, when you become the major device that the season bases itself entirely around, it's going to be hard to come back from that, don't you think? After we see all of this mystery, all of this anger, all of this bullshit tears, all of that stuff, her treating Sutton like a piece of shit. Do I really want to see the softer side of Sears right now? Do I really want to see Erica like, you know, or her dating like, hold me by this fireplace, Randy. I don't know why I made her boyfriend named Randy. We do know she's dating already, which is like gross, right? You know, like, you know. This man that you love so much, you know, that you check in on, supposedly. Um, I will say the reunions, like, you know, they were good. I don't know if they were fully effective. I think they were effective for Erica Jane or what she wanted to, um, to, to, uh, to let us see, maybe. I think she might feel not victorious, but satisfied. But I don't know how the rest of those ladies would ever feel satisfied because this wasn't about them. I would say 40 minutes over four parts were about the other ladies. And that makes sense because really that's what we kind of wanted to see the Erica. But it also shows like, you ladies, you got to step up. And I hate to say like Dorit had that home invasion, but oh my God. So more stuff about that home invasion is coming out, you guys. And I still think it was a full-on home invasion, but I will say... We do know now there's like over $1 million in tax liens against PK. And I will say if, if this season had like questioning Erica Jane, don't you think next season somebody might question Dorit and it kind of might be the similar thing of like Sutton going, Oh, excuse me. I'll say, I'll say I was reading in this, uh, LA Times circular that Mr. PK Kemsley, I say, I'll say, uh, owes a debt to the Los Angeles tax committee. I'll say, I'll say, you know, like, are we going to get that plot line? Cause couldn't you see it of like, how dare you people, boop, 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 do not question me or little jagaloo. What PK does is PK's business. People, boop, 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 boop. And Mauricio's like, PK, hey man, come smoke this joint with me. Do you need to borrow any money from me, Mo, the sexy Mo man? You know? But if we're questioning Erica, well, if we've got something like this and the fan base is questioning it, don't you think. That's just the way the water rolls is that if they are paying attention to any of this stuff, it'll be a ply line of, you know how I figured like, it'll be like, oh my God, home invasion, home invasion, uh, you know, and Dorit dealing with it. And all of a sudden I get to see the preview of like, dun, dun, dun. And it's like, some of the fans think that PK did this to pay back debts. And she's like, what? How can they say that about me and PK? Boop, 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 boop. Jackaloo, go to your room. 
Mommy, no, I'm finishing my freaking wieners. No, you've got to go, Juggaloo. <laughs> Mommy's going to cry. PK, they're on to us. No, um, but you, you think I could see it totally being brought up. And then it'll be like, do you think I would lie? And then Kyle will, like, I shot a Kyle with her mouth open, like, that just catches flies all the time of, like, zoiks. And then a shot of Rinna, like, shaking her head with her hand to her fake fucking heart, like, and, uh, and then they'll shot of Garcelle just looking sullen and Sutton going, I'll say, I'll say something is does not smell right. You could totally see that. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, get it off Erica, though. This ain't the Erica show. We had the Erica season. I'm ready to move on. We'll find out peripherally what happens. Oh, by the way. <laughs> okay, guys. I was pointed out this by a couple of people, and I want to formally apologize. Uh, Fasimil. I said Fasimil of like a Fasimil. It's it's Fasimile. I guess that's the way you pronounce it. I was, and people were like, oh, I thought you were joking. And then I realized you were serious guys. I I've literally said point blank. I'm a fucking idiot. Like I, I don't, I've never made bones about like, I'm not a, I'm not a smart man, Jenny, but I know what love is. Um, that's, that's Forrest Gump. You guys, for the kids out there. Um, I've never pretended to be smart. So fast. I've always thought it was facsimile. And then people were like facsimile. And then somebody left me a voice message about it. Facsimile, I believe is how you pronounce it. So I'm sorry, but also, uh, somebody said it on the Facebook group that the so bad. It's good. Uh, Facebook group. Come join. If you want, I haven't been able to be on a lot this week, but I've seen people are posting, which is awesome. As long as you're nice. But I, uh, somebody wrote the facsimile thing and I go, Oh my God, thank you so much for letting me know. And they thought they're like, are you, are you, are you angry? Is Are you joking? And I'm like, no, actually, really, thank you. I love getting notes that actually are, like, I can learn from. Like, that, I had no clue I was saying it wrong. I feel like a fucking idiot. Because like, I, like, what if I've just been, what if I said that and, like, all, what if that's why I'm not anywhere in life? What if that's why I'm not completely successful yet? Like, at some key moment, I said facsimile instead of facsimile. That could, like, that could, if I could go back with a time machine and have that information, it might change the whole direction of my life. You might not be hearing me right now. But what I was basically saying that Erica Jane is done for me. Like, it's like, what else? What else are we, how do we go back? How do you readjust? It's like a divorce. You know, it happened. And then you have a lot of your friends around you not knowing how to act around you. Is that what we're really going to see? Like, I don't, it's like Erica Jane, take that to like a solo show or you know, didn't Anna Nicole Smith have her own show at one? But like, dude, have the Erica Jane show. You can have Mikey and your Leia and like you just dating random rich older dudes. Do that over there. I, I feel like I'd rather see other lady stories at this point. Um, I mean, she, poor Crystal just like completely disappeared during the fourth part. I mean, she was shut up by Erica when Erica bit her head off. And then it was like, where did you go, Crystal? Crystal, where did you go? I miss you, Crystal. Where did you go? Are you making dumplings in your mind today? Are you with Rob Minkoff? Would he want to say? Crystal, use your voice. Crystal, use your voice. Crystal, tell everyone.
Erica Jane. She's a cunt. Please and thank you. That's the Ballad of Crystal Minkoff. That will be on sale iTunes tomorrow. So please make that a global hit if you could. Um, You guys, I think that's the first time I've said the C-U-N-T word out loud, maybe, in my life. I've never... I always say this, like, see you next Tuesday or something like that. That would even shock me. Um, I'm so sorry to all the people out there. Should we get into it? Should we? We did, like, a whole opening monologue. Let's see what else. Oh, you know, I still got to play my nephew's rap song that he released this week. It, it was weirdly good. I, I Remind me to play that on Monday. Somebody, um, or Sandra, if you're listening, or somebody, it, remind me to play that because it's so good and cute, but also kind of dangerous. He's talking about like girls and stuff. And I'm like, shit, like this is like, he's eventually gonna like, I can just, he's, I was like, he's gonna be a player. Like he has, he's gonna have rollies. I think those are watches. Um, should we start? Okay. How are you? I mean, by the way, I do got to say, like, I will genuinely be sad a little bit. So I, a lot of people had uh, written me today that they want to do Vanderpump Rules Friday, which is, you know, that might actually work because Vanderpump comes out on Tuesday and it gives me a couple days instead of like the day turnaround I have with these, with the Beverly Hills. It just, there was something so special about this season and these stupid characters. And we just had, I had so much fun doing this for, with you guys. And, and, um, so yeah, I am kind of bummed because I'm like, but I don't know. Anyways, there'll be plenty of time for me to cry about this. Uh, I hope you guys are good before we start this. Does everybody have a drink? If, hey, if, hey, if everybody doesn't have a drink, go get a drink, go take a smoke, whatever, get your, you know, accoutrement. If you want to take a, a meat and cheese board out, um, please do that. And then I'm going to. Pause for five minutes and then we'll, no, I'm not going to pause. Um, but it would be fun. I like to think of us all as a group. Oh my God. I got to tell you, as I, I talked about going to that Grateful Dead or the Dead and Company show on Sunday night, I'm still recovering from it, you guys. I mean, nothing is real in a lot of ways. Uh, I will say the, <laughs> if you guys aren't watching Winter House, I highly recommend it. Um, Austin Kroll talked about going to a fish, uh, four, four nights of a fish show. He's like, Lindsay, I go to fish on New Year's four nights at Madison Square. And then I believe Lucy on the ground, the um, Instagram account, she fucking found out that he 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 did their online concerts. <laughs> he did four like live streaming concerts, which is much different than being there in person. And I know exactly what Austin did. He was either doing acid or mushrooms. Somebody, I think Bravo and Cocktails said he was like skiing, like cocaine. I'm like... No, like jam bands aren't like a cocaine. I mean, I'm sure you definitely people are doing cocaine, but that's not what it's like. Cocaine is not that kind of music. You got you got to do the mushrooms or the acid or the thing that kind of opens up the <laughs> the beauty of those songs in the world. But I was watching John Mayer perform with the Dead and Company on Sunday, and I know Annie Cohen is a huge fan. And I was like, I was almost, I was so out of it that I was like thinking that I was like, oh my God. Like their love, John and Andy speaks through these Grateful Dead songs. It's almost like that is their love, these songs. That's how they're able to communicate how much they deeply love each other is through the Grateful Dead. Like John can never fully come out and say he's bisexual, right? Andy's definitely, you know, fully, you know, gay. But I believe Andy is fully in love with John Mayer, like fully. And I believe they openly talk about it. But John is bisexual. And I believe almost that like Andy's like, I totally get it, but we have this music and this music is beyond sexuality. There's not gay, straight, whatever. This music 
is our love. And it's almost like this kind of safe haven for them that is neither gay nor straight. They can just be two dudes listening to this music that John's playing and talk about how amazing it is. And then Andy, you know, touches John in weird ways. I This is a theory, you guys. And I, by the way, I I'm, that's fine. That I'm like, I'm totally, but that's, I love that you take me to a concert and that's what I end up thinking about. I was like, how can I relate this to Bravo in some way? But come on, you guys. Andy is fully in love with John Mayer, right? But also, who wouldn't be? I was almost in love with John Mayer by the end of that thing. I was just like, "There's that's not fair. It's not fair. Like, if I do make it to heaven, I will talk to God about that. I was like, well, why did you give other people so much and me so little? Like, why did you give me so much and Lisa Rinna just nothing? Like, why? Like, it, it, you could tell it obviously upset Lisa Rinna. Um, but it, it would, I because I really want to know, like, God, why did you give John Mayer that much? Like, he shouldn't, like, be able to be singing, good-looking. I know he knows how to do Krav Maga. He does Grateful Dead songs. Like, he's just across—he's he's really funny, which I fucking kills me. It fucking kills me John Mayer is funny. Do you know—like, like let me try to be, like, pathetically funny. The fact that John Mayer is funny, like, pisses me off to no end. And that's why when I listen to J- Jessica Simpson's autobiography— um, <laughs> that's a sentence I never thought I would say. And that's why when I listened to Jessica Simpson's autobiography and she told me all the manipulation and mind games John Mayer played on her, I was like, ha ha, ha ha, John, gotcha. Who's, who's not cool now? Mr. John Mayer, Mr. I'm going to call Jessica Simpson sexual napalm in Playboy magazine and then dump her 30 times playing mind games, which is all documented in Jessica Simpson's book, Open, is it open heart? Open, uh, I think it's open heart. But um, but yeah, I thrive on when John Mayer makes mistakes because at some point, I just can't keep elevating. It just upsets. I am fully open to admitting I'm jealous. Like if I actually bumped into John Mayer, I would be like, what up, dude? No, really, what's up? What, what, why, why, why? What, what are you doing to all of us? What are you doing to the rest of us? I mean, could you imagine having to compete with John Mayer for a girl? Like, I don't know how to play any instrument. Like, what if it's like between you and John Mayer? And I'm like, well, I watch a lot of Bravo. Sometimes I'll watch an episode three or four times. and I'll take really detailed notes and then I'll talk about it. And John's like, he learned the entire Grateful Dead catalog in like 90 days or some shit. I'm like, I can't even make it through three seasons of Real Housewives of Miami with like taking like a six month break in between certain episodes. <sighs> it's just not fair. That's not what we're here to talk about, is it? We're here to talk about Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I'm going to take a quick drink break, but you know, I'm just going to pause it and then we'll start right back. So, you know, okay, get ready. Go get your stuff. Go get ready. Put the kids to bed. Let's get loose. Okay, I'll see you in a sec. Okay, folks, we're back. Uh, here, I'm going to take a drink. Of this Fernet, I'm going to pour one out for the homies, pour one out for this season of Beverly Hills. Let's all do a toast together before we start this to a great season, right? To a great season. It is, um, you know, it's about the friends that we made along the way, right? We've had so many laughs. Let's have one more and uh, let's go in. Okay, let's three, two, one. Cheers. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> strong like bull um okay one more thing though <laughs> i you know some people will be like 
She's a human being. Erica's a human being. How dare you be critical of her? No, she is not a human being. She is a robot. No, she's not a human being, guys. Anybody that signs up to be on a reality show to begin with, already all of their like motivations should be questioned. You know, Mother Teresa never was like, you know what would be cool is if I joined some kind of reality show, you know, to share the plight of what I'm doing. No, it's a self-serving thing to even want to be on a reality show in the first place. So that goes completely out the window. Remember, Erica didn't do any of this for charity. Like Erica didn't do this out of the goodness of her own heart. I'm sorry, you you came to play and now you're going to get critiqued. Like that's it. That's it. And to me, and I live in this kind of fairy tale world, and what I guess I part of the anger about Erica, even in terms of love, in terms of marrying an old man probably for money, which is really kind of what she did. I'm sorry, that's really what she did. Um, is that I get scared because I want love to be real. I want there to be real love and stuff like that. I I don't want people to be able to cheat with love like that and do it for money. I don't want that at all. I want love to be real. And part of me is scared that like maybe love isn't real. Maybe it is just done for like motivations and stupid shit like spending $14 million on an Amex bill and calling that like, it's normal. It's the expenses of doing what we do. (laughs) No, you know? So I wanted to clarify that really quick. And uh, okay, let's uh, let's get into this transcription, this beautiful, beautiful transcription from a court reporter. That's how serious this has gotten, folks. We have an actual court reporter. Yeah, she worked on the OJ trial. Yeah, no, she didn't. Um, but it would have been awesome if she was, or she 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 worked on the uh, the impeachment, that Monica Lewinsky thing I'm watching right now. Okay, so Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion part four. Last week, uh, you know, we ended where, you know, Erica was like, Am I mad enough for you now, Crystal? (laughs) And just really nasty. So we start right back off with a bang. We see the cameras. We open immediately. We don't have any flashbacks of the previous three reunions. And Andy goes, Who believes Erica did not know anything about what Tom was doing? And Sutton's like, I don't think she knew. And Kyle's like, I don't think she knew. And Rena's like, I, I don't think she knew anything. Tom Girardi's not going to tell her anything. And Crystal goes, I have a question that bothered me. Where is your anger towards him? You think I don't have any because you haven't seen it? Or I haven't shown you enough fucking anger here today? What do you want me to do? I am very angry. Hearing in my voice, all right? Am I angry enough now for you? And Andy goes, when the women ask you questions that seem fairly reasonable, you lash out at them. Absolutely. This is one of the, uh, Erica's tactics is she answers questions without thinking about them, almost like she's been fed the questions. But also I think it's just like a tactic too of like, so Andy goes, um, it seems fairly reasonable. You lash out at them. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm lashing out at everyone, Andy. And why wouldn't I? But if you don't understand what's going on, then what should I say, Andy? Why isn't it normal for them to ask the question? Because I tell you the truth. I understand, Erica, but you're biting people's heads off. If you're accused of doing all of these things, I would be furious, Andy says. Then thank you. If it was, if, if, and he goes, if it was my friends asking me, then I would try to make them understand. I did. Without isolating them, Andy says. I haven't isolated them. 
Well, you just bit Crystal's head off, Erica. Well, she just told me I wasn't angry enough. She's just asking you if you're angry at him because she didn't know. Because she didn't feel it. Hold it, hold it. Because I haven't shown it in the way everyone wants me to. It's not about how everyone wants you to. It's about what people's understanding is. By the way, I am making Andy much more passionate than he was. Andy did great in this reunion, but like he's still, you know, and by the way, that, that almost is a good tactic to stay. Like I get, I get into it, you know, like I, it's like a sport for me and maybe I wouldn't be good, but Andy really does good, do a good job of being even keeled and, but making points and being firm, but not being like out of pocket and insane like I am. Um, and I, I hope when I take over for Andy in 20 years, I've learned to do better than how I'm doing. Um, but this whole thing is like, it's good though. It's a good dialogue, a good back and forth where Andy really is asking these questions. And Erica, this, this whole thing, that's why it's like, it's not by the fourth part. It's exhausting to watch. It's not that fun anymore because Erica remains unmoved and unchanged, you know, it's immovable, so it's pointless. These words are wasted. She's not gonna like. She, it's like she doesn't even like. You can tell she is of limited intelligence because she doesn't take anybody's like personal opinion like into account or people that are actually wise and smart and definitely not Rena. But I mean, she actually fucking listens to Rena if he shows you how smart she is. But you know what I'm saying? Like she only listens to you if she um, feels you agree with her. If you don't, she like tries to shut you down immediately or, you know, Andy asked some great questions in this, but then it would get derailed by some other kind of bullshit, you know, and Andy would not like, I don't know if it was edited or not, but Andy would not, um, press her further, you know, like the snowing in Pasadena moment with it. Like he didn't press her, you know, even the Rinna shit in this episode, he didn't press Rinna of like, well, Rinna, you're a horrible person. Like, you know, it, 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 it got back onto Erica Jane somehow. And Andy was like, well, okay, we still haven't answered the question I asked initially about Rinna. You know, there was a lot of things like that happening where I wished, and I understand it. Like that happens in the podcast all the time where I'll be going down a track with somebody and then they'll switch it and I'll go over to that track happily. So I, I get it. And also we do know there's a lot of cut scenes. I saw one today, you guys, where Garcelle and Erica were going at it and it was awesome. It was awesome. Like, I, I mean, so there is great stuff left on the cutting room floor. I am not asking for another episode. I swear to God, I really do not need one. But there are these amazing scenes. In fact, if you go on YouTube, I forgot what account does it, but they put all like it's an hour of just unedited scene, unaired scenes from this season. And I was like, damn, they had so many great unaired scenes. So that's awesome right there. But I will say overall, though, it feels like, you know, by the time you got to this reunion, we really all are exhausted. And I know there's a four part Potomac reunion that starts this Sunday. And guys, I just don't. It doesn't, and especially this season of Potomac wasn't a bad season, but it doesn't need four parts. It wasn't a bad season at all, but definitely like last season with Monique and Candace needed four seasons, four episodes, I mean, you know, but we don't need, it's like too much. It's too much psychic energy. Like I've had to like have my stomach and I've had IBS for a month now because I've been waiting for the conclusion thinking we're going to have, get some answers. We did get some, but by the way, if I, I swear, shit, you're not, if I was in high school, I used to do this thing called speech and debate. And, uh, you know, you do duo interpretation 
where it'd be you and a partner and you do like, you know, duo scenes from like plays or something. I would bring in this, I would bring in the Erica Andy stuff. Like, I understand, but you're biting people's heads off. If you're accused of doing all these things, I would be furious. Then thank you. If it was my friends asking me, then I would try to make them understand. I did. Without, you know, like I would love to do one of these scenes. Are you kidding me? This is... I mean, this episode, this part of the reunion was so good in terms of dialogue. It is so dialogue heavy and it's very much pointed towards one or two topics. So it is like Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf or an Arthur Miller play, an Ibsen play. Like it really gets in there, you know? Oh, yeah, it's like a mammoth. If mammoth wrote Housewives, you know, less cursing, but still. Um, So, uh... You know, it's uh, so Andy goes, it's not about how everyone wants you to. It's about what people's understanding is. And I love that Andy's pointing out that Erica, we didn't know any of this bullshit. You are supposed to tell us you are supposed to be our guide. And Erica goes, so now it's too much. No, I'm just saying, I don't think these women are asking you questions in the way that they're against you. They're trying to get information. I do. And Garcelle goes, you do? And Andy goes, you do? And Erica goes, I think some are and some aren't. Which is so stupid. Like, some are and some aren't. You fucking, like, just talk out of your ass half the time, Erica. Look, at Kyle's dinner, I was very hurt about what I said. Uh, And then we get old footage of, you know, um, you know, uh, Tom Girardi saying, I found out we had, or no, she said, I found out we had 50 to 80 million cash. That's gone. We did. That was an LA Times article that you so thoroughly read. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. And Crystal goes, you know, in, in that scene, it looks fishy. Then we have that part of Sutton going, I'll say, I'll say, Erica made a deal with the devil. And the devil always comes knocking. I'll say, I'll say. How do you think that made me feel? You guys know me. You can read all of it. Talk to me about it. And Kyle goes, we have questions. And I don't want to take that is not caring about you. Which that's the fucking, and that's how you know these people are so brain manipulated by EJ Global that, you know, they're scared to say anything because they think Erica's going to think that, you know, Erica's going to be scared. They don't care about me. This lady has fucking ripped all of these ladies' new assholes over the last six seasons and it's going to be like, oh, they don't care about Erica Jane. I'm going to make a baddie. Give me a fucking break. Half the time she's a grown up and like a tough as nails chicken. Oh, you hurt my feelings. You have me question about LA Time article. <laughs> oh, Elka Jane. Little Elka Jane can't take it. I'm going to go home and cry on my pillow. <laughs> Mikey, will you fluff my pillow? Elka <laughs> Jane said. <laughs> so I hurt my feelings. <laughs> Give me a break. Like, honestly. Like, that's what these ladies have been, like, manipulated into thinking that they're hurting Erica Jane's feelings. Hurting her feelings. This lady has literally fucking, like, wiped out some of these ladies with her words. Oh, you hurt my feelings, everybody. (laughs) Come on. Get your heads out of your asses. Play the game. If you're going to be in the Housewives, play the game. 
This shit wouldn't fly in Potomac. This shit wouldn't fly in Atlanta. This shit wouldn't fly in New York. would probably fly in Dallas. Uh, but come on. Stop the shit. Wake up. Wake up. Um, so, uh, <laughs> um, Garcelle's like, we tried to ask you questions, Erica. And Dorit goes, but then when we do, this is the reaction. Beep, boop, 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 boop. And I have to tell you, you have bitten their heads off. And Erica goes, Dorit, would like, would you like to be called a liar? Oh, no. Beep, boop, 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 boop. Of course not. Would you like to be in that position? I am, where I'm getting sued every day for all of these incredible things and being constantly piled on. And the people closest to you are like, well, you made a deal with the devil. Well, we don't know. Well, it's like, hold on, guys. Beep, boop, 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 boop. She's not the person closest to you. She's not. She's talking about Sutton. Okay, okay, she said it, but she's not the person closest to you. Beep, boop, 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 boop. Erica goes, no, but you are, and you, and you, and your husband, and your husband were just having a gay old time laughing at my effective life. And uh, we go to that clip again of the best scene of the season of PK, Mo, Kyle, and, you know, Doreen having a fucking awesome double date where they're just, like, these are the best double dates where you're just rolling on the floor laughing at somebody's misfortunes. Come on. That's American, baby. That's American, baby. Let's go. And uh, Kyle's like, we don't know what we have, PK. Let's not do the prank. Let's focus on the, the ankle. Let's not do the brain. Let's focus on the ankle. He's not a fucking soccer player. He's a lawyer. <laughs> and a shot of Marisa going, ha, 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 ha. Shot of Kyle going, ha, ha, ha. Shot of Dree going, boop, 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 boop. The tears are ruining my metal, Master PK. And Kyle goes, first of all, I want to apologize for that dinner. I can't control what comes out of their mouth. I really can't. I felt very bad. And you know what? I can't control what Tom Gerani did, okay? I know that, Erica. We all know that. Everybody knows that. Or did not do. Andy goes, when it first came out that people were alleging that Erica's divorce was somehow a sham, what was going through your minds? Kyle goes, well, I never felt their divorce was a sham. I didn't either, Rena says. Dorit goes, I definitely never thought that. Boop, 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 boop. And he goes, and when you heard what Tom was allegedly doing. Shocking. It's just shocking. My name is Lisa Rena. It was shocking. Dorit goes, we, we, the LA Times article that we just talked about, we knew that wasn't the gospel. It was just the first time that we had learned about totally new developments about these alleged atrocities. She wasn't there all of a sudden. This article came out, beep, boop, 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 and we're all trying to process it. And Erica has this, like, stank look on her face. She's like, And then we flash back to Erica and Palm Springs at Kyle's house of, like, I think I'm going to go home. I've got some things I need to take care of anyway. And Kyle goes home to L.A. And Erica goes, yeah. And Sutton goes, the Boeing victims, I'll say, I'll say, were not paid. There's a burn victim. And Dorit goes, because they said he's been running his business like a Ponzi scheme. Was less than 24 hours that Sutton had asked to meet in my house. And emotions were high because we didn't have answers. Everything I believed about Erica's life is actually the diametrical opposite. And Sutton goes, 
I don't want my name in no article that's associated with aircraft CLC. And Kyle goes, I'm here if you've lost all of your money. I'm here if your husband cheated on you. But if you, if there's any connection, you know, to this, I can't do it. And Crystal goes, yeah, like, fuck you. Like, if you knew, fuck you. And Kyle goes, what was going on here? I need to know that. That was the flashback. We come back, Andy goes, and your reaction to that meeting was what? Why didn't you have me there? You should have had me there. Andy goes, Sir Dorit brings up a good point, which is that you had just left them in Palm Springs. Erica goes, yeah, so it's easier to talk behind my back instead of including me in a conversation about me. Yeah, Erica, it is dipshit, especially when you bite people's heads off. It 100% is easier to have a conversation without you there. Yes, yes, yes. Because guess what? When you're there, you don't provide great answers to begin with. You provide this like kind of mystery thing where you pick and choose pieces of information to give us. You even did that to us, the audience. You gave us new pieces of information about the same story over 20 episodes. Give me a fucking break. Don't gaslight us into thinking that you're right about this shit when you're not. You did not do Like, come on. Let me on that stage. Let me talk to her. This is ridiculous. I have to take a break like every 10 minutes because I get so worked up and then I just, I, I, then I sit for like 20 minutes and I just stare at my phone and then I am like, okay, time to get time to make the donuts, time to get back to work, get busy living or get busy dying. You know what I'm saying? I cannot talk about these ladies anymore. Except for Lisa Rinda. <laughs> no, for real, like. I want Erica Jane off so badly. Not even, like, I don't need anybody fired. I just, I, I want to stop talking about her. Like, it's just, I, we've, we've talked it out. We've, I mean, I'm good. I, you know what? Don't, I don't need, I would love it if you paid back the victims. But, oh, by the way, also, I love it. Fucking, I love, dude, people are so dumb. I posted something about Erica on my Instagram. And it's always like, the idiots come out at night, you know, the ones that like the post has been up for a day. And then all of a sudden people are like, you don't treat her fair. And it's always somebody like, how many, how much money did you donate to the victims? And I'm like, well, um, in reality, probably around like a thousand dollars. And, uh, and then numb nuts was like, yeah, that was probably just a one person though. And it's like, it's never enough for these fucking idiots. I, I was like, sir, you're an idiot. I have to block you now. Have a great life. Like, Honestly, it's, 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 uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm after tonight, I am retiring for at least a week from talking about these ladies. So where we were last was, um, okay. Andy's like, and your reaction to that meeting was, uh, you know, we had the, why didn't you have me there? I should have been there. Well, Andy goes, Sir Dorit brings up a good point, which is that you had just left them. Yeah. So it's easier to talk behind my back instead of including me in a conversation about, and Garcelle goes, well, it's also hard when you left because of something I asked. And then yet, so therefore, do we come back to you and ask you again? I don't think anybody even thought about bringing you in, honestly. Also, I want to point out Kathy Hilton is there, has not said a damn word. Crystal is there, has not a said a damn word. Dorit has tried to talk many times, has been shut. Shh, Dorit, shh, many times. Like, it's it's hysterical, the people not talking. Andy goes, Kenny from New Orleans. I wonder if Kenny from New Orleans actually exists. Kenny from Bakersfield said, Erica, you said you live off credit cards. When did you realize Tom was having money trouble? Was one of your cards rejected? And she goes, in 2020, yeah, I was on Broadway. And he goes, you were on Broadway? And she goes, yeah. 
I was at a Sabaro's and I tried to get two two deep dish slices. And they were like, ma'am, your Amazon Visa card is not working. And that's what I... <laughs> I was at the M&M store on Broadway and I was buying a pack of uh, peanut butter M&M's. And they were like, Mrs. Gerardi, your card didn't go through. And Mikey was like, I've got change. And I was like, shut up, Mikey. Shut up. I'm going to try this other card, my Old Navy Visa card. <laughs> By the way, I am not, these are actual cards I own. That's why I'm, you know. But I guess her card, you guys, when she was on Broadway, got rejected. I would love to know more specific information of where were you exactly? When and did you call, like, let me call the operator. Hello, this is Mrs. Gerardi. I'm in Chicago on Broadway right now. Why did my card not go through? And he goes... Well, did any of you ladies hear that Tom was having money problems before? And Kyle goes, I, I had heard something. And somebody goes, you had? And Kyle goes, yeah. Well, Andy knows as much as I do. And Erica goes, what do you know? And Kyle goes, sorry, Andy. And Andy goes, well, we had heard something from the same person a few years ago. And what was it? Well, that he was in financial trouble. And a thing flashes on screen from the Daily Mail that Bethany Frankel told Kyle and Andy at uh, his, um, you know, baby shower for his little boy, and Erica goes, why wouldn't you come to me and tell me? And Kyle's like, well, I thought it was gossip. And Andy goes, and I just, I didn't want to talk to you. Like, also, like, what the fuck? Who the fuck? Does Andy, Andy, does Andy need to, like, get involved in your life? Uh, Come on, like, Andy gave you a job. That's enough. Like, Andy pays you a good salary or bravo, whoever the fuck, but Andy's a part of it. Andy has to get involved in your stupid life? No, Andy could probably barely listen to your music. Give me a break. Andy goes, well, it didn't even register to like, I mean, I was like, and Erica goes, to a lot of people it didn't register. Also, when the firm filed and when everything happened, there were a lot of lawyers that called me and said, God, I thought Ronnie Keese was healthy. What lawyers are calling Erica, by the way? Like, I mean, I love how she leaves Tom, Girardi and Keese goes over, and then all of a sudden, all of these lawyers are like, Hi, Erica. It's uh, Bobby from uh, Schmeckel and Schneedle, and uh, I just heard that I thought Girardi Keese was solid. Uh, hey, what's up, Schmeckel? Um, yeah, well, I guess it isn't. I don't know. I'm uh, living in a new place, so... Like, it's so... Like, what? I mean, she's fielding calls now from other lawyers. Yet she has no idea. Like, it's just, it's just weird. It's like... Remember now she's brought up other lawyers and doctors multiple times. She has a real issue with people in power. She Like, with the doctors and the lawyers around, she had been warning them about Tom for many years, right? But now in this scenario, lawyers are calling her nonstop and saying, wow, I thought Girardi Keys was solid. Even though Erica stays out of complete business affairs, right? Why would they even call Erica to begin with? If Erica's never been part of the business, why would lawyers even call her and bring up financial shit? You know what I'm saying? Just I don't know. To me, that just stood out. I don't know if it stood out to you guys. And I'm not saying that she's lying or whatever. I'm just saying that, like, come on. She knew a little bit. She knew a little bit. And she definitely knew it was going under. She definitely got tipped off about that. That is why she left. You will not be able to convince me otherwise because I do believe she had grown to love Tom, you know, to a degree. But she left. She saved herself. She saved herself. Period. And I wish Andy had explained that, just like I had wished in Potomac, where they had done a frame-by-frame viewing of the Monique Candace fight, so we could see exactly what went down all together in one room. And I wish Andy had walked through that, too, of like, okay, take me through this. 
At what point did you decide you wanted to leave Tom? Okay, take me through this. Now, you said during the pandemic in the show that it was actually kind of nice. You guys were sitting down to dinner each night and Tom was ordering steak from Morton's or some shit every night. Okay. And you're like, Tom, we can't eat like this every night. Okay. So what part of that is true? Walk us through that now that you're being honest about everything. Okay. So at what point do you decide that you want to leave Tom? Because your story on the show is that you drove him to work yourself, even though two episodes prior to that, you said you had gotten to a point where he wasn't even talking to you. He would barely hug you or kiss you. Now, this is a man in mental decline, but he is not trying to hug you or kiss you. You guys are at odds in some reason. He is pulled back. Yet on that day that you leave him, he has decided he is going to let you, Erica, his wife that he is not talking to, drive him to work. I mean, are you like a chauffeur? Does he sit in the back? Is he sitting in the front seat? If he's sitting in the front seat, do you guys have a conversation? What time in the morning is it? So you know you're going to leave later that day. So you drop him off. You come back. There's got to be video cameras in the place. Is there anybody that works in the residence? I want Andy to get into it. Like, walk us through this. Does Mikey meet you there with a U-Haul? No, you hired a moving company. Okay, what date did you hire the moving company? How long was this in a plan for? Okay, so who loads all the stuff in? How many workers were there? Oh, just Mikey? Okay. Uh, so you go in, you load all the stuff, and you take it to your new house uh, you live in Pasadena. You have now moved to the Wilshire District or like a Hancock Park area, right? You move all the stuff in. You stay there that night. At what point does Calm realize? And also, who picks him up from work? If you dropped him off, did you say, hi, honey, I'll pick you up at five? And is Tom like, where the hell am I? This is like when I got lo- trapped in the ravine again. Well, I don't know where I'm at. Where am I? Or is it like, Then John Wayne came up to me and was like, boom, boom, boom. Can I take you home, Mr. Girardi? What was it? Did you tell him I'm going to drop you off and have one of your workers drive you home? What was it, Erica? Take us through specifics. I want to know specifics because that part of it has never added up for me. And it wasn't even snowing at that time when you moved. Also, two days ago, you guys, was the year anniversary of when Erica Jane filed for divorce. It's been a year. Can you believe that? It feels like it's been 10 years, but at the same time, it feels like last week. Isn't that amazing? I just read that today. So, uh, so that all comes out. And then Andy goes, well, many questions right now wanting to know, how are you paying for your glam? And she's like, look at me. I look like shit. I'm not playing for glam. No. She goes, you just told me you paid me a lot of money in an earlier segment. So there you go. Well, I know what you make on this show. It ain't bad. Okay, so that's a flashback to that. And Erica goes, you pay me a lot of money. And he goes, so you're spending your money. And Erica goes, like everyone else here, yes. And he goes, there was also a lot of people on Twitter, including Camille Grammer, and <laughs> no shocker there, who thinks that you deliberately chose not to wear waterproof mascara on your hike with Kyle. And uh, we flash back to that scene of like, sorry, this is not coming out of my nose. I don't even care. No, that's my sudden voice. Sorry. Sorry, this is not coming out of my nose. I don't even care anymore. And this is when the oil slick is just like, oh, the Exxon Valdez is coming down Erica's face. Ah, help, help. And Kyle's like, oh, Erica. And Andy goes, Jamie from Albany. (laughs) Jamie from Albany. Rahid from New York, uh, Jamie from Albany says, I'm not buying the pity party or your acting. 
you always wear waterproof mascara. You've said it on the show. Did you skip it because you were going for the sympathy vote? No, absolutely not, Jamie from Albany. And that's not true at all. Andy goes, do you always wear waterproof mascara? As someone who knows nothing about mascara. Sure, Andy, sure. And Erica goes, yeah, I do, because I have allergies with my eyes. And that day, I did not. And you can see me patting my face. I pat, pat, pat. Pat, pat, pat. Look, if I rub my face, it's going to be all, I'm going to have a black face. And that is not true. I'm not going to need anyone's sympathy except for every part of this reunion. I don't want anyone's sympathy, yet I want it desperately. And I don't need anyone's pity. And I certainly don't need someone from the side who's no longer on this show to put in their two cents. Okay? Fuck you, Jamie from Albany. <laughs> And Rena goes, agree with that. I also have to mention, you know, remember, Rena is sitting right next to Erica and the fucking amount of agreement that Rena just like bobbing her head like she's blowing something like, ah, it's just like a nonstop agreement of like, yes, that makes a lot of sense too. Ooh, that's a good point, Erica. Oh, I never thought about it that way. Oh, shit. It is so overdone and overcooked and overblown. I just, I mean, it it was ridiculous. You guys noticed that, right? It was like Rena would jump. Oh, I, I'm going to back her up on that one. Yeah, that's a good one. Yee. So dumb. Erica goes, let me be very clear here. That happened. It was, you know, uh, look, I didn't want it to happen with me crying, but it did happen. And he goes, well, why did you not wear waterproof mascara if you always? And Rena goes, I was going to say, you always have many different makeup artists. So maybe that day it was a different makeup artist. <laughs> and what the, f I mean, okay. So I understand that they do makeup artists, even if they're going to go hiking in the woods. So Rinna's big theory that she wants to help her good friend Erica EJ Global out with is that maybe she hired a different makeup artist that day. And even though Erica knows that her face breaks out and she needs to pat it, still lets this new makeup artist put a new makeup style on her. Like, remember, Erica Jane says she's smart, but she ends up doing all of these stupid fucking things repeatedly. Makes no sense. And Erica goes, it was just, it was a fluke. And that's all it was. And I'm not looking for the sympathy vote. By the way, I'm glad. Like, by the way, every one of Erica's mistakes has been so entertaining. Whether she meant for it to be or not, it has been, I, I'm not going, like, I'm not, this has been an iconic season. I think these have been so many amazing moments that we will talk about for years to come after we take a break. Um, but I don't need any more. Like, she's like exhausted moments. I can't, I mean, what? Unless I, what else could it be? Unless she convinces Tom to come back on the show for an episode or something, you know? Uh, Andy goes, lots of reports of Tom being disbarred from the California federal court. Yes. He has been moved to an assistant living facility. Have you spoken to him? Yes. And? Very sad. And she makes this kind of weird face like, oh, it's very sad. <laughs> no pity. It was like this this face of like when she asked for no pity, but she's making a pity face about Tom. Like, it's very sad. You know, it's very sad. It's not, he's not a tough man like me. And Andy goes, what is the tenor of these conversations? Um, And Erica goes, I just want to make sure. 
I just... I wanted to make sure he was safe. Because after the pictures came out, he looked so... So bad that I just wanted to make sure he was in the right place. Guess what? I've got on waterproof mascara now. Oh, Erica! Yay! Victory for EJ Global! Woo! Okay. So I get that. I think that's true, right? Lived with his man 22, 23 years, right? Of course, you see these images come out. They're horrible. But let me postulate this a little bit. Let me pose this to you is I think she reaches out out of her own guilt, right? Because at the end of the day, what she did is fucking horrible. So if Erica didn't, you know, she wasn't a part of this scam or she's not like, she doesn't have all this boatload of money that people presume she does that he has funneled to her, right? Then that just makes her a horrible person. So I think when she reaches out, she feels sad because she actually did fuck him up bad in terms of, that was his wife. And if she says what she sticks to, that that was a real relationship, then she potentially fucking crushed him. You could be a criminal like Tom and still love somebody, right? You could still love somebody and still cheat on somebody, right? I mean, these aren't unheard of things. And so I think Erica Jane, out of guilt, and remember earlier in the season said, you know, Tom, call me every day. I don't pick up. I just say stop. No, 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 no. But he's still doing it, and she did talk to him. So they are having conversations. Um, so she goes, um, Andy goes, well, going back to your interaction with Garcelle, and we do that flashback of, he calls me every day. He does? He does? Well, if you don't mind me saying, Tom calls her to all the other ladies. Well, I do mind you saying that, Garcelle, because I feel like you're betraying my friendship right now, but please have your moment, Erica. And Andy goes, well, why did you get upset with Garcelle sharing that? Tom calls you with the group when you had shared it while mic'd and on camera. Not on camera. The cameras were down. Okay. By the way, you guys, let me share a little something about mics. Erica has been on for six years. Let me share something very personal, something you might not want to know. I was on set today. I was on mic'd. I probably have not worked on TV and film as much as Erica Jane has in terms of amount of days shot over the last seven years. Now, I had to go number two today. Guess what? Your boy didn't go number two today because I knew I had a mic pack on and I wasn't going to be like... I wasn't going to do that when I had a mic strapped to my fucking butt. You know what I'm saying? Because they put the mic pack. Anyways, that's not important. What's important is that your dummy boy, Ryan here, who's an idiot, even knows that, you know, don't say shit while you're mic'd. You're there to work. You know, you're there to like and be be very aware of the conversations you have while you're mic'd up. No. That's not an excuse. And by the way, if that really is the case, there is now another piece of evidence, like we talked about earlier, where Erica's just fucking plain dumb. Just a dumb lady with a bad attitude. It's just another thing that doesn't completely add up. So you're not Mike. She goes, no, no, cameras went up. The cameras were down. I was Mike. Okay. And Erica goes, so we're talking. And this again goes to the sham that you know I could not answer those calls because people would say that you were in cahoots with him. Of course, of course. Now that's 
why I blew up at Garcelle. Which that makes sense, right? And then he goes, because you did not want people to have the impression that you and Tom were, yeah, and I had not spoken to him until he went into the care facility. And Andy goes, how many times have you spoken with him? You know, he calls every day. And they go, still, he called five times today. Really? He's like, yeah. Well, yeah. He's like, uh, you know, the money's hidden here. You go this, you got to put this access code in. And he has to call many, many directions, you know. Um, Erica goes, sitting right here, he has called. Tom has called right here while we've been on that couch. God damn it, Andy. I swear to God, I would have been like, can we call him right now? Can you call him and put him on? Like, I mean, honestly, it would be like, hi. Hey, Tom, it's me, Andy Cohen. Anyway, we could hear that John Wayne story again. Like, I mean, aren't you fascinated? Wouldn't you want to hear his voice? I mean, like, I do believe he is in severe mental decline. And I'm not saying, like, have him on to poke fun at that, but have him on just so we can hear his state, you know, just so we can hear them communicate with each other. Wouldn't you be fascinated just from a car crash standpoint? I, I And I'm seriously not talking about anything about mental decline here of wanting to hear that, but wanting to hear how they talk to each other, wanting to hear how they interact, wanting to hear how Erica talks to him. Is it like, Tom, remember? Remember when we did this? Or is it just very like, hey, Tom, what's going on? Yeah, we're here with all the girls. You know, like I would I, I would really be interested in that. Not in a joking way, but just honestly, human behavior way, how they interact right now. Okay. If you're a wine lover like me, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks. It's called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, I get to discover new wines I'm guaranteed to enjoy. That's because First Leaf gets to know your unique preferences. To start, all you have to do is answer a few quick questions on their website about what flavors that I like, how often I drink wine, and if I prefer red, white, or rosé, or a combination. Now, based on my answers, First Leaf curated an amazing selection of wines just for me. And when I rate those wines, my wine selection gets even more tailored. You guys, I have to tell you, I got a free shipment with them, but I kept my membership going because I liked it so much. I swear to God, I got this great Sangiovese. I got a Malbec. Uh, I did get a Rosé as well because I have a combination and I am loving it. Best of all, I get to choose when I want my box delivered and how often I get new assortments of wine. Being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has its perks. As a member, I get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. Plus, I get member-exclusive pricing on every order, so you can continue to order the ones that you love. So, join the club today with me and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash so good to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash so good. Tryfirstleaf.com slash so good. Elevating my style used to mean breaking the bank, but with Quince, I get high-end, versatile pieces at prices I can actually afford. Now I can upgrade my style by snagging killer luxury essentials that sync with my vibe and my wallet. You guys know I've got a blue linen blazer. Now I have a black leather jacket, and I have my eye on this Italian suede trucker jacket. I think that's going to be my next purchase. So Quince creates timeless essentials that never go out of style. You're going to have them in your closet forever. Quince has all the must-haves, like Mongolian cashmere crew neck sweaters from $50, iconic 100% leather jackets, and versatile flow-knit activewear. With all Quince items, everything is priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. How do you not love that? So indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping and 365-day returns on your order. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Hey, you guys, we will be back to the pop culture roundup in just one second, but we got to keep the lights on here. We got to read some advertisements, which I appreciate if you listen to uh, all three of these today, because uh, I'm just always ecstatic when uh, anybody advertises on the show, but I love these brands. I love these brands also because they have given me product to try out, and I actually have uh, tried all of these. And uh, our first one is Raycon, and you know I'm into music. I've gone to literally 8 billion concerts in the last two weeks. And uh, I got to say, Raycon, I'm bringing with me to every concert. Uh, they are just amazing. They can get you amped. You can listen to your podcasts. You can listen to your Grateful Dead, your John Mayer. You can listen to my podcast on Raycons. And I got to tell you, as we lead up to the holiday season, it's never too early to start gift shopping for the holidays, especially because today you can save big on a gift your family and friends will use every day. That's Raycon wireless earbuds. Um, I use these every day. They look sleek. They really do look, and they are so inexpensive for the quality that these things are. I, I did use them on the vacation with my parents. I am now using them on the daily. I have not lost them yet, which was is, is amazing. I'm very proud of myself for that. Uh, with seamless Bluetooth pairing and a comfortable noise isolating fit you can start listening right away and you can keep listening for hours the audio quality is amazing and you guys i am an audiophile i'm one of those snobs and it sounds amazing comparable to what you get from other premium brands except raycon starts at half the price like i said pricing really does matter especially when you're broke like me uh the new everyday earbuds come with three new sound profiles to make sure everything you're listening to sounds its best with just the right amount of bass you got pure mode which is for podcast listening blues instrumental i consider my podcast blues and instrumental uh you have balanced mode uh podcast listening as well rock heavy rock metal and you got bass mode hip-hop edm reggae Raycon offers eight hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life. That's huge. There's also a built-in mic, and you can take calls on your earbuds at the press of a button. So this holiday season, get them something they can use for calls, for music, for work, for play, at home, or on the go. Or, get this, pick up a pair for yourself. You have earned it. Give yourself a gift. Trust me, you are going to use them every day. Now, go to buyraycon.com slash so bad today to unlock exclusive deals up to 20% off your Raycon order. But hurry, this offer is available for a limited time only and you don't want to miss it. That's buyraycon.com slash so bad to unlock up to 20% off your Raycons. Buyraycon.com slash so bad. Ah, I love that. Uh, our next one is Simply Safe. Now, they've been with us uh, multiple times. If you have ever wanted to make your home feel safer, there is no better time than now. This is a product that is specifically built for the day and age that we are in now. This week, our friends at Simply Safe are giving So Bad It's Good listeners 40% off their award-winning home security. I thought I misread that, but it's true, 40% off. We love Simply Safe because it has everything you need to make your home safe. Indoor and outdoor cameras. 
comprehensive sensors, all monitored around the clock by trained professionals who send help the instant you need it. Like I said earlier, we set one up in our backyard because I'm in this house which has like three houses attached to it. And uh, I said this horrible story that that our neighbor, somebody uh, somebody broke into the back house. And if she had had Simply Safe, this wouldn't have happened. So that is set up in the backyard now. And of course, I set up the indoor one uh, to catch my roommate because I know he goes through my crap in my room. So I have set that up to catch him. Uh, Josh, I will catch you. You are not safe because Simply Safe is on the case. Uh, Simply Safe has been named Best Home Security System of 2021 by US News and World Report. You can easily customize a system for your home online in minutes and even get free custom recommendations from Simply Safe. These are Simply Safe's biggest discounts of the year. You can get a complete home security system starting at just over $100. There are no long term contracts or commitments. It's a really easy way to start feeling a bit more safe and to have a bit more peace of mind. Like I said, we need that in today's day and age more than ever. So take advantage of Simply Safe's holiday sale and get 40% off your new home security system by visiting simplysafe.com slash so bad. Again, that's simplysafe, S-I-M-P-L-I-S-A-F-E dot com slash so bad for 40% off your entire system. But hurry, this offer ends very soon. And you guys, our final commercial today is our favorite, uh, Osea, which is uh, just an amazing, amazing skincare company. They have been with us many times, and this is the company that I love the most. Is Not only they have an amazing product, but they care enough of their product that they actually walked me through it. They actually did an onboarding call with me and walked me through what this product means to them, what you should expect, and I gotta say, it's amazing. And I will tell you, it's funny, the more people I meet, the more people actually know about this product and use it on a daily basis, and that is incredible. In fact, I just ordered more myself. I'm not kidding, I just ordered more of Osea the other day. Um, it is really cool, I have been glad to add this, and I don't even wanna say add this, I'm glad to make this part of my skincare um, uh <laughs> skincare lineup. I don't have a skincare lineup until now. So thank you to Osea. I'm just naturally beautiful. But as I get older, I'm realizing that is not going to be the case forever. And that is why this product has really come in handy for me. So Osea has been making products that are clean, vegan, and safe for your skin and the planet for over 25 years. When it comes to clean beauty, Osea is the pioneer. They have award-winning skincare, body scrubs, wellness products, and body treatments. Their Andaria Algae Body Oil has been a celebrity favorite for years. They have a ton of great gift set options at different price points, and they all look and feel super luxurious. And you guys, as the holiday season comes, these are the things that kind of make amazing gifts. So I'm really excited that they advertise with us over the holidays because if you're looking for something to get uh, any of your family or friends, I think this is amazing. Uh, these things don't even need to be wrapped because the glass packaging is so beautiful on its own and it is more sustainable than plastic. These are sturdy bottles. They really are a very sleek looking product. Um, so only share the best with your friends and family. Osea is the perfect gift for anyone. Um, the Andaria Algae Body Oil, it feels, uh, I've said this before and I got made fun of, by the way, by my friend, but it is, it's, it makes me feel luxurious. It feels rich, not greasy. Um, it's not sticky. It absorbs into the skin. Uh, and I got to say, when the winter comes, it starts getting colder. Your skin starts getting drier. 
um, and this actually moisturizes and it leaves my skin a lot softer and smoother than it was before. Uh, all Osea products are clean, vegan, cruelty-free, climate neutral, and it's created with sustainably sourced seaweed and made in California. So you can feel good about what you're putting on your skin. This holiday season, stock up and share your new favorite clean skin care and body care with your friends and family. We even have a special discount just for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order with promo code SOGOOD at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-M-A-L-I-B-U.com. You're going to get free samples with every order and orders over $50 get free shipping. Gifting is always easier if you start early, so head to OseaMalibu.com and use code SOGOOD. And now, back to the show. Oh, I have so much longer to go, you guys. I don't think I can make it. Oh, this is like my personal hell. Am I in purgatory right now? What is going on? Okay, so, and you know, how many times you blah, blah, blah. Um, and, uh, and he goes, really? He's called five times a day. You know, yeah, sitting right here. And Andy goes, have you expressed your anger with him when you speak to him? Yes, I have. I've asked him, how could he put me in this position? And Andy goes, have you asked him if he didn't? Have you asked him if he did it? I asked him, why am I? Why, why, why would you? It's okay. It's okay. It's me, Alicia. It's not okay. Why would you? And I shit you not, guys. Uh, in all honesty, I literally thought she was going to say, honest to God, that she was going to say, why would you do this to all of these people? I honestly, and I'm not joking. There was no joke there. I honestly thought that's what she was going to say. That's what she was telegraphing with her tears. And she goes, why would you leave me with millions of dollars in lawsuits pointed at me? <laughs> Guys, I get it that that's a norm, but like, come on. Like, wow. Right. Am I the only one that thinks that's like a wow of like, holy shit, man. Just even lie to us at this point. Lie to us and say, how could you do this with everybody else? Try not to put yourself first again. That's all it's, that's what's so frustrating to me, you guys. Like she's not even pretending to care about anybody other than herself. She did her blanket statement at the beginning of like, I want to make everybody whole if Thomas owed money to, yeah, I mean like, yeah, of course. But remember, Erica has filed lawsuits to make sure that she gets any kind of first dibs on any kind of financial situation before the victims. Like, this isn't a very, like, she's answered broad questions, but there's not been these specific things broken down. And I'm sure we'll find out that and things to come. But if you poke around, you will be able to find a lot of this stuff for yourself, you know? Um, and Andy goes, well, did you ask if he stole from these people? Andy, Andy, he doesn't even acknowledge anything. None of it. It doesn't even matter what he says because he's incompetent. So I'm left holding the fucking bag. She literally says, I'm left holding the fucking bag. And Dorit goes, oh, fucking hell, no. Oh, beep boop, 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 So he doesn't even acknowledge that he has these lawsuits or these things going on. He's not even capable of understanding any of it. Not when he's pressed. I probably shouldn't have been telling you that. So go ahead. What else? I love go ahead. What else? Fuck off. And he goes, well, the big bombshell in the LA Times article that 20 million was transferred. It was not. There was not 20 million transferred to your company, EJ Global. 
That is, guys, I really want an EJ Global shirt. We got to make EJ Global shirts. EJ Global. It just cracks me up that her company was called EJ Global and she was barely an American star. Like, I mean, that cracks me up. That is correct. That was a loan. That is correct. From Tom's office. It was not $20 million. No. My lawyer wrote to page six and E. Wow. Wrote to the big ones and everyone else, and but somehow or another, that doesn't seem to be told. Page page six has not been. <laughs> I wrote to Cat Fancy, and just like you would think, Cat Fancy decided not to print it. I wrote to Boys Life. I wrote to Mad Magazine. <laughs> I wrote to Nuns Monthly. And he goes, well, you spent $14 million on your American Express bill over 20 years. So if you knock that down to $2 million per year, that's... Okay, so $2 million over 20 years is... Uh, per year is $40 million? And $14 million is... So another example of Erica's just a fucking idiot, you guys. That's... Erica, that's $40 million, not $14 million. We're all spending $2 million this year. I mean, doing this lifestyle. Well, maybe you shouldn't be doing this lifestyle anymore, dum-dum. And he goes, well, that $14 million that's been reported is over 12 years. That is correct. Okay, so the allegation is that the money we have seen you spending was money that Tom stole from others, and your reaction to that is. And by the way, this next part is kind of just whatever, boring, same old Erica bullshit. But the amazing thing is they cut to Kathy Hilton. And Kathy, you can just tell in her head, is like, I wonder what Paris is doing right now. I would like to be back at home with my TV trays and my fans. It's very hot in here. Well, I'm just going to put on some lipstick. And she literally, you guys, she applies lipstick very slowly while Erica's talking. Doesn't even seem to recognize that Erica's speaking at all. Like, she is... I believe listening to her interior monologue, I wonder if Law and Order is on tonight. I love SVU. It's a very calming show, which is weird for a Law and Order show, but I like it. I like it a lot. Rick likes it as well. Oh, where am I? Okay, where? No, but oh, is this Bravo? What what channel is this on? Bravo. Um, so. Erica goes, this is very long bankruptcy that will be pulled apart, both his firm and his personal bankruptcy. I am not in bankruptcy. I'm being sued by everyone who thinks I've got some magical pot of gold and some rainbow. I have no idea. But wait a second. If that is proven, what money was allegedly misappropriated? When and how? Does that mean every lawyer should be clawed back? Does that mean every secretary's salary needs to be clawed back? Or the referring attorneys? Everyone else that's... so. Everyone else that's in the business, she's saying, you know, okay, so if this money is stolen, that same money is used to pay these lawyers and secretaries. But I kind of think that also, doesn't that just make her a professional whore because he paid for me too and that was my job? I mean, that's what she's comparing herself, somebody that works for Tom Girardi in a way. Or at least that's how I interpreted it. I'm sure EJ Global fans will interpret it in a different way. And he goes, so then why was it ruled that you could be roped into this? I don't know. You know, I, I I would have to ask my lawyer. Well, it seems like you would have asked your lawyer already, doofus. Well, Andy goes, it's pretty important. It's one more of the stack of shit I have. It seems to be the biggest piece of shit you have, Erica. Why would you be roped into this? What other questions? Like, where's my jewelry going to go? What other questions do you have to ask? 
Kyle go Kyle pipes up. What about the mistresses he was giving money to? Yeah, what about them? Shouldn't we get that money out of there? And Andy goes, ass? I don't know. And uh, Andy goes, you said that Tom started making bad decisions three years ago after his car accident, but the LA Times claimed that his alleged wrongdoing spanned a decade at least before then. Erica goes, well, that would be long before I was on the show. Andy goes, but I'm not talking about you on the show or anything. I'm just saying. Erica goes, well, I'm just saying I wouldn't know. I'm no doctor. Andy goes, yes. Erica goes, all right. Three years ago, he had a terrible, terrible head injury. Garcelle goes, really? Erica, it was a significant shift in his personality, his decision-making, and who he is. Andy goes, people thought that you were manipulating the narrative by saying the cognitive decline started three years ago and that you were somehow connecting the cognitive decline with him allegedly ripping off people. No, you were not. No, what I'm saying is I'm just simply telling you what I experienced. Okay, well, had anyone heard any rumors of Tom's corruption before this? Rena goes, I hadn't. Everybody's like, no, no. Andy goes, had you? Erica goes, no. By all accounts, this was an upstanding man in the community that was doing well. Winning awards still. By the way, I have a lot of those awards he won now in my personal collection. What are we supposed to believe, Andy? Right. I love how Andy crosses his legs. He has like a dainty leg cross. I w- I have thick thighs, can't lie. You guys know that. Um, but I love Andy, like when he does his little leg cross. He just he looks so professional. Like I'm a big Andy fan. I don't know why Andy gets so much hate lately. I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why. I, I like him a lot. I have to assume that if you thought that Tom was involved in any prop- impropriety that had to do with the money that you were spending, you would not have come out with the song Expensive. I wouldn't have been on reality TV show at all. That's what I think. Yeah, that's what me, Lisa Rinna, thinks. You would not be here. Let's be clear. I'm not. Rinna goes, you're smart. You wouldn't be here. But I wouldn't. I know. That's what I just said, Erica. <laughs> like, it's like, Rinna. 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 You just want to shake the shit out of, like, Rinna. Who are, what have you become, Rena? What have you become? What's that phrase from Batman? Like, uh, you know, uh, you either, you live long enough to be the hero or like, or you live long enough to become the villain. I don't know. I don't pay attention to Batman. Uh, Batman's a cool thing anyway. Anyways, Erica goes, because you can't hide shit like this. That's what I'm saying. This is not some master plan. In fact, we've only been working on it for a year. <laughs> This is not, you know, Erica being some financial fucking mastermind. This is a tragic sequence of events that are completely terrible. Andy goes, Sutton, you said that one of Tom's former partners left the practice because of Tom's shady business practices. And then we flash back to that. Well, one of the partners, I'll say, I'll say, Eddie's a law firm left because his wife told the partner, honey, something is off. I'll say, I'll say, Garcelle goes, stop it. So I can't make this up. And then we go back to the reunion. And she goes, that was a rumor that I'd heard. Well, I would love that person's name. It would help in my investigation. Which, by the way, I love that Erica, in her investigation, remember when O.J. Simpson, uh, when he got released, he was like, I am still a search for Nicole's killer. You know, and I'm like, uh-oh, search is over. You did it. You know the killer. You've discovered the killer, O.J. It's you. Like, I love it. Erica's like... I will be doing an investigation. I will not rest until I find out who did this. Sutton goes, I don't know their name, Erica. But you knew enough to say it, Sutton. Well, I did because I thought, but no, hon, because I thought, just stop for one second. This is what I'm talking about. If you're going to throw it out, back it up so I can 
it would help you, Andy says. It would help me. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, sure. I'll say, I'll say, help me. Okay, I will. Thank you. Going back to the meeting the woman had at Dorit's, Andy says, was there one thing that was said that surprised you the most? No. I think the thing that uh, upset me the most was why are they immediately blaming all of this stuff when I'm right here? I'm here. (laughs) The source is here. I worked really hard to be open and honest, and I felt like I was getting shit on for it. Um... Dorit goes, but we had never, ever spoken about the lawsuits. But we had never spoken about your lawsuits either, Dorit. Andy goes, uh, flashback to Dorit. Well, you're involved, Dorit, in an ongoing lawsuit with your former business partner. Yes, with Beverly Beach. Beverly Beach? Yes, he wants a certain amount, beep-boop-boop-boop. And no, I can't get into numbers because it's an ongoing lawsuit. We come back to the reunion. Kyle goes, people were afraid to ask questions because you could have talked to me. Uh, ask questions, I'll say, I'll say. But to my face, love, I did to your face, Erica. Not after the meeting. And he goes, well, it didn't go great when they did ask you questions. Who cares? What do you want me to do? Well, it makes you, Garcelle says, it would make them clam up and not ask anything I would think. We're talking about heavy shit, right? Andy goes, yeah. What do you want me to do? I'm very human. Yeah, you're very human, Erica. Top-notch human. Garcelle goes, well, it's the heavy shit that we were worried about. But wait a minute. At Christmas Christmas dinner, I didn't do enough for you. We flash back to Christmas dinner, Kyle going, everybody was like, wait, do you know where this is coming from? Erica goes, that's another question as well that we will uncover. Kyle goes, Okay. Erica goes, I clearly wasn't angry enough at that time. I wasn't mad enough, so I cannot win here. At Christmas dinner, I didn't do enough. At Christmas dinner, I really wasn't angry enough. I wasn't mad enough, so I cannot win here. We go back to a commercial break. And by the way, I understand what Erica's saying. But guys, when you're accused of something big like that, it is hard to win. But also winning shouldn't even be something... That's on the agenda. It's not about winning. It's about having your friends understand what's happening. And there's a lot of confusion. Okay, so anything happens in our lives big, right? Or even just take a breakup that you've had. Think about that. Oh my God, I heard you and Bobby broke up. I heard this and this and this. Oh girl, that's not how it happened at all, actually. Oh my God, I'm so glad I talked to you. What really happened was that Bobby was fucking around with 10 other girls and I found out, oh my God, I heard it was your fault. No, no, not at all. Because you have to sometimes walk your friends through that. Do you know what I'm saying? So that that's the thing kind of here too, is that Erica is jumping the gun and like trying to bash people over the head before they even understand what's going on. So it's not about winning because there is no winning in this situation. You're far past the point of anybody winning in this situation. And I think that's another thing that's like, why why can't Erica see that at all? We come back to the reunion and Dorit goes, wait, here or out there? Because you're saying that none of us said that you're not angry. Both. She just said I'm not angry enough. Andy goes, she asked if you were angry at Tom. Very. Crystal goes, well, I can't know that. That's very... That's a reasonable question I asked. Rena goes, listen, if we're going to get Champagne Pappy follows me, she drink Champagne Pappy. 
Renee goes, listen, if we're going to get together talking behind people's backs, never works. Erica goes, never works. And Andy literally goes, um, I mean, <laughs> Rena. But it's true. I know it better than anyone. And then we have a flashback of all the times where Rena fucking talked behind everybody's backs. Where true Munchausen syndrome, you know, where all these affected feign disease, illness, or psychological trauma. I would say, and then to Kim, I would say she's mostly sober right now. She's this close to dying. And then, uh, you know, uh, uh, Sassoon, Eden Sassoon goes, wow. And Rena goes, this is about Denise. She goes, the first post is a picture Aaron posted of her in the hospital bed with six hernias from him planting his big dong in her. That is a sympathy post. I know how this game works. So those were all times Rena fucking literally talked behind somebody's back. And some of the worst cases of Beverly Hills talking about facts are done by Rinna. And also, I do want to point out, Rinna does know how this game works because Rinna's a fucking liar. Rinna is not a good person. I think she's a great... I want her to stay on the show forever. I have found out I like getting angry watching TV. So she is great. You know, she's great. I like... I. I I love her, hate her. You know what I'm saying? But she's a horrible person. I imagine this is how she is in real life, too. Uh, Garcelle goes, if you care so much about Erica, why were you pushing Sutton to say the things that would hurt Erica? Well, all I said, if we're going to get together, you know, whoever walked in this room right now, I would say it to her face. Sutton goes, yes. And I was just like, she's here. Say it to Erica's face. I did. And he goes, and did you give her a heads up about what she was walking into to Erica? And Rinna goes, yes, I did. So Rinna is giving Erica fucking heads up. Like Rinna would have been more amazing for the show for, for Erica to come in not knowing. Rinna is self-editing. Rinna is moving the plot line along and some can say in a good way but to me i would have been more fascinated to see it the other way to see erica walk in and go whoa 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 we've seen erica very prepared for the most part this season i would like to see her on her heels a little bit i just would i think it would actually make for much better tv but rinna since she knows how this game works she gave her buddy ej global the heads up, you know, not cool. We're we're all here watching this show. And Garcelle's face during this, you guys, was amazing. Like, oh, that's horrible. And Kyle goes, well, Sutton was the one who called the meeting. She was the one who had legal concerns. She's the one that took charge of this whole thing. And yes, we all had questions. And, you know, I said, so that's really fascinating, that Kyle thing. If you look at it in writing form, she was the one. She's the one. And yes, we all had questions, but she is the one. So that's like three she is the ones at Sutton. Guys, all of my um, acting background, my theater studies degree from Arizona State University is finally paying off in the form of this Real Housewives of Beverly Hills recap. I think I might win an Emmy this year. Do you guys, will you guys nominate me for an Emmy? I feel like I've done some work tonight already that is just, fuck, just good shit. (laughs) Oh, guys, can we, can you guys help me finish? Um, so Andy goes, Harry from Long Island, (laughs) 
Harry from Long Island said, I'm so disappointed in many of you when it comes to questioning Erica. Crystal, you were quiet. Kyle, you were a kiss-ass. Dorit, you were duplicitous. Why didn't any of you ask the tough questions? Harry from Long Island, I could kiss you. Harry, I could kiss you. Amazing man, amazing question. Um, And Kyle goes, well, I asked. I did. I asked, what are you wearing? Who did your glam? I asked the tough questions. I asked, did you know any of this before? I asked so many questions that I felt bad. I was asking it like Kyle, like Kyle was like, oh my God, I feel bad. I'm asking too many questions. And Kyle goes, the obvious question is, did you know any of this? Erica goes, no, I did not. And Erica goes, yeah, but Kyle, you never accused me of lying. And Kyle goes, never. That was my big issue. That's why I had such a breakdown at Kathy's. You know me. You can pick up the phone and say, girl, what the fuck? And he goes, got it. We talked about this a little bit earlier. And Garcelle goes, no, I was just wondering if um, if you ever apologized to her about Sutton. Too, too Sutton. And uh, Erica goes, for what? Garcelle goes, for that dinner at, for that dinner at Kathy's. Erica goes, no, you're not going to. Not tonight. What am I apologizing for, Garcelle? Sticking up for myself? Andy goes, for threatening her. For threatening her and being so vicious. And Andy goes, you said I'm going to come after you. You said, do you know what I mean by that? Do you know what I meant by that? No, Erica, we don't know. It acted, I thought you meant you were going to come for her. And he goes, no, let me explain. Yeah, Erica, fucking explain. Just do it. You don't need to like prep us for it. We're here. Kyle goes, I don't think anybody knew what you meant. Erica goes, okay, well, I'm about to tell you. Everyone on this show knows that the longer you stay on, everyone goes through their own personal thing. And when it's your turn, I will be giving you the grace that I asked for. That's what that means. And I happen to be the one getting it this year, but you can be the one getting it next year. I love that Erica, like Erica is dealing with something that is kind of once in a lifetime. Honestly, it is. And she's like, could happen to any of you. Like, hey, Rinna, next year, Harry could default billions of dollars on a loan. Like, I just like, hey, next year, PK could, it could turn out he's a serial killer has killed PK the Ripper in London, you know? And Sutton goes, well, I got it this year, too. And he goes, yeah, that's not really how it came off, Erica, because it didn't. For Erica's uh, season where she got bashed, she's the one that did most of the bashing. Do you realize that? So Erica's saying, you guys, that she is the one that had to take the fall this year. No, she dished out more than she ever got. Nobody ever questioned her except for Sutton and maybe a little Garcelle. Other than that, it was crickets. No one can argue with me on that. And by the way, like Jacques, like Mr. Unpopular with Jacques Peterson. You want to, like, you can't, like... Erica literally is crying right now because she thinks it's her season she got bashed when she did most of the bashing, period. Nobody is brave enough or quick enough to fucking get her. It's it's wild. And, uh, you know, we get that flashback, but Erica, goes, you have to call me a lie again. I'm coming for you. And Erica goes, well, that's what I meant. Garcelle goes, but we didn't know that. Again, here you are, looking at me, rolling your eyes, not believing me, and that's okay, too. That's to Andy. And Andy goes, well, I'm just saying that's not how it came off. Well, I'm saying it doesn't matter, and that's exactly how it is. Garcelle goes, if that's what I said, I think that would have been easier to digest than I'm coming for you, Sutton. (laughs) 
I love that. I think that would be easier than saying, I'm going to fucking kill you and gut you like a skunk. Eric goes, I'm coming for you is slang. <laughs> I love in the urban dictionary. <laughs> I'm coming for you means giving you a nice little hug. And Garcel goes, uh, yeah, I guess it is slang. Erica goes, it can mean many things, but the intent, it means, and your menacing eyes, and you're so angry, it didn't feel like, and you said, I'll say, I'll say, and your family, it didn't feel like, it was scary for you. It was scary for everybody. And Andy goes, it was scary to watch. And Erica goes, oh, please. In Potomac, it would have been a conversation. In Atlanta, it would have been a conversation. And in New York, it would have been a conversation. It's only in Beverly Hills that everybody is so precious. Let's see that smile. Erica Jane is the joker. It's only in Beverly Hills. Everybody's so precious. Her face is just so old school movie star right there. But like a movie star after their prime. You know what I'm saying? It's always that she has the face of somebody way past their prime. Like Betty Davis and All About Eve. Sunset Boulevard. I talked about this a little last week. You know, those old famous black and white actors of past their prime and they're bitching about it. That's how she's coming off right now. Really amazing. You know, this would be this is an amazing clip. But what she's also saying is, oh, these other ladies, it would have been, and, and Garcelle's the only one that's like, whoa, whoa, what did you mean by that? And it kind of gets like trampled over. We, I wish Garcelle had been like, no, 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 please explain what you meant by that. And also the reality of that situation is the conversation would have been you fucking having to say you're sorry at the end, period. None of these Beverly Hills pussies can do shit. The, the other ladies would have actually held you to something. Period. And he goes, Queens of Bravo tweeted Erica yelling at Sutton from Kathy's party, tweeting, and not once uh, was she called a bully by anyone. And Garcelle goes, thank you. Andy, Garcelle, you tweeted this. Should someone have called out Erica for being a bully that night? And Garcelle goes, absolutely. Absolutely. That's one of my biggest regrets that night. And it haunted me and it still haunts me that I didn't stop it, that I didn't do something to say. And what would you have said? Enough, enough. And I felt like I should have tried to intervene to de-escalate the situation. It was a lot. Elva from Bakersfield said she had been threatened like that she would have hired security. I did, I'll say, I'll say. Sutton, were you scared? You did? Absolutely. You had hired security. For a week I did, yeah. What's your reaction to that, Erica? <laughs> Laughing. <laughs> and Rena's like, <laughs> I'm laughing too. <laughs> My master laughs. Master laughs. I laugh. <laughs> what are we laughing at, master? <laughs> and Sutton goes, Okay, I, d- I didn't know what she was going to do. Oh, okay. Kyle goes, We're in a we're in a Joe Pesci movie now. Kyle. Sweetie, if you're going to talk, let's try to make sense. You don't really have a lot of pull in any of this. So when we talk, let's try to really, you know, get a good line in there or make sense. Babe, what what Joe, Joe Pesci movie are you talking about? Are you talking about Goodfellas? Is that is that it? I hope. I think that's it. Because I don't think it's Home Alone. I don't think it's My Cousin Vinny or um, With Honors. That was a good one. Um, but just let's specify or maybe even just get like something better to say. Like this is what you're going to throw in. 
a Joe Pesci movie? Come on, Kyle. Please, please. We ask so little from you and you'll get so much. Um, Erica goes, you came after me and my family. So you get pushed right back on. That's such an interesting way to say it. So you can get pushed right back on. I love when Erica is like trying to be threatening, but she doesn't speak English, right? So you can get pushed right back on. I think it's like, so you can get pushed too. And Sutton goes, well, that's not an okay way to speak to people. I'll say, I'll say, it's not okay to call someone a liar. And it's not okay to say someone made a deal with the devil. And it's not okay to say, well, you know what? I have my opinion and I have mine. And you're not going to do this. Talk about it like an adult. No, I am an adult. <laughs> no, I am an adult. You know what? What? It didn't seem like that at the table. And it felt like you were being a bitch. No, she goes, and it felt like you were being a bitchy fucking cunt, okay? That's what it felt like. Shot to Kyle's face going, Zoiks? Joe Pesci movie, Zoiks? And Sutton goes, you said you were going to come after me and my... No, Sutton goes, I'm sorry. Sutton goes, you said you were going to come after me and my family. I'll say, I'll say, it's not okay to call someone a liar. <laughs> sorry, guys. Ow, ow. Okay, I'm all right. <clears throat> and you call me a bitchy fucking cunt, okay? That's what it felt like. Then you could not understand the position I'm in, and you kept pushing and pushing and worrying about yourself, and that's not what needed to happen. Oh, actually, I'll say, I'll say, I wasn't worried about myself. I wasn't seeing you worried about the victims at all. I got to worry about my two minor league baseball teams that I own. You don't know that. You're assuming that. That's right, I am assuming that. What would I have needed to do? You were only throwing insults at me, I'll say. I'll say, you weren't taking any kind of conversation with me or one-on-one. I'm not going to be called a liar in that moment. Well, I'll say, I'll say, if you would talk to me, then maybe you could convince me that you weren't. I'm not a liar. I don't need to convince you. How do I know this? I don't know you that well. You don't know me well enough to say that I'm a liar. I was looking at the facts. What facts? I was reading the LA Times. Really? 20 million did not go into my account, so you shouldn't jump to conclusions. Erica's a liar. Erica's inconsistent. Erica's at fault. Well, well, I'm not. <laughs> when Erica argues, she really does sound like an eight year old. It never makes. It's never like clear points. It's just like, well, I, I am not. Where did you get that? Boo, you're a cunt. No, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. Um, and Sutton goes, listen, you know what you did in Del Mar. Sorry, sorry. Listen, I'll say, I'll say, you know what you did in Del Mar. What? You pretended to be my friend, I'll say, I'll say. And then we cut back to that Del Mar scene where I still swear to God that Erica was on major Xanax or ecstasy or something where she's like, Listen, it's just been rough, and it's something that I can't even fucking predict. I'm sorry, I'll say, I'll say, no, no, baby, it's okay, it's okay. Uh, Kyle goes, oh, look, they're out there talking. You know, I'll get through it, but I had to lash out, and I, I apologize. And so we come back from that clip, and Erica goes, you pretended to be my friend. And then Sutton goes, no, I'll say, I'll say, actually, I thought that you were being sincere. And you know what that is? lying and that's like a mic drop moment she could have been a little harder in delivery but it's a mic drop moment and Dorit's face goes oh zoiks and erica goes no that's actually just playing your ass 
It's not playing your ass, Erica. It's being a dumb, cruel human. Like, I, I don't... Like, and then Kyle's face again was like, Zoiks? But that's what I'm like, the rules don't apply to Erica, but they apply to everyone else. I don't get it. Like, everyone else has to treat Erica like this complete human that deserves the utmost respect, but nobody else gets respect from Erica. It makes no, like, what? I, once again, I don't understand this. And Andy goes, tell me why being called a liar is such a big trigger. It's a big deal in my life. And Kathy goes, it's a strong word. Uh, Randy goes, it's pretty dangerous. It's a pretty dangerous moment to be called a liar. This is a very vulnerable moment. These are big, they have big consequences out there. Look, I like I love the big consequences. Like some fucking bankers like Sutton Strack on this week's Beverly Hills episode called Erica a liar. I think she might be involved in this Tom stuff. Let's get the Lehman Brothers on it. Um... Look, I had never told that story about Tom and his car accident to anyone. And then we flash back to that scene of her explaining, as a result of the crash, his ankle was broke. Kyle goes, got it, got it, got it. He was also unconscious for 12 hours, but no one knows. He was, Rinochez? I will say, this season was so amazing. It gave us that moment. Remember the pancake cake from that trip? I was obsessed with the pancake cake. Like, it just gave us those amazing moments. Just so, remember when Rinna was dancing in Palm Springs and she was, like, humping the the mini bar? And the mini bar was like, no, please. Lisa Rinna's trying to hump me. Yeah, mini bar. What's going on? Let's groove. Watermelon sugar. Hi. Watermelon sugar. Hi. And uh, we come back and Eric's like, so when I tell I'm called a liar, I don't like it. Well, you did. You said that he broke his ankle. He did break his ankle. And that was it? Just because you didn't say he had brain thing at the same time, that is still lying. No, it's not. It's protecting. Once again, we're now arguing over words. It's protecting or it's lying. Krista goes, well, that's a strong word. <laughs> Crystal. Krista goes, that's a strong word. Erica goes, hold on. It's not. It's, Sutton goes, you said that your marriage was perfect when he was having affairs. My marriage was not perfect. Sutton goes, the thing is, Erica, says, sometimes it's okay to lie when you're protecting something. So Sutton's going, hey, I get it, but that's still lying. I get why you have to protect someone, but admit that's a lie, and she won't do it. I'm not lying. What's well, okay? First off, you weren't even in our group years ago when that happened. And of course, that's a callback to Flunky Force 5, their girl group that they started, that Bravo should totally bust up because it ruins a lot of these moments. Um... And uh, Sutton goes, no, but, you know, you told the story. And Andy goes, you're just saying you left things out. Do you know why? Yes, you were protecting him. And that's okay, I'll say, I'll say. That's okay. It's not a lie. And Garcelle goes, if you know the story and you don't know that you're protecting, I can no longer protect. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Once again, remember, Erica does the hold on when she wants to slow things down. Once Tom's counsel had said he's incompetent, I came with the whole story, okay? And by the way, when she asked me a question I couldn't answer, even though we're close, I said, I can't tell you. She's talking about Rinna. And Rinna goes, I said, that's okay. That's okay, Erica Jane. And he goes, well, Robbie, <laughs> well, Robbie from Redondo Beach said, Rinna, you said Erica shouldn't be questioned because she's dealing with something serious. Yolanda, health, and Kim's addiction, and Denise's marriages were all serious 
um, in many people's eyes. But now with Erica, it's crickets. Did aliens take over your body? Please explain yourself. By the way, R Robbie from Redondo, also amazing, amazing question. So basically he's saying, what the fuck, Rena? You called everybody else out on their bullshit. Did they said that it was real too, but Erica, it's crickets. And Rena goes, nope. <laughs> that's a great, Robbie from Redondo, that's a great question. I get what you say. That's okay. No, aliens have not taken, I, you know, I almost actually kind of half expected to be like, that's a great question. Aliens have taken over my body. Yeah, it's crazy. I was out there in Harry's garden one night and I all of a sudden there was like a beam of light and I just looked up and I was like, Gleek! and all of a sudden I found myself aboard an alien ship and they anally probed me. It was crazy. I was like, do you guys want to taste Harry's bolognese? <laughs> and I started cackling, and then the aliens started there. You could tell their ears were hurting from the cackling. And I just, I was like, <laughs> and they eventually just dumped me out of their spaceship. <laughs> but I don't know. I think I've got some after effects. Who knows? <laughs> and Andy goes, okay. Um, and Erica shakes her head like, oh, don't pick on my friend Rinna. And Andy goes, okay, but Rinna, this is a really important point. And Rena is always the biggest bullshitter because she'll be like, oh, yeah, I totally agree. She goes, oh, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. No, I, I'm i going to say that I feel horrible about what happened with Yolanda. Which, remember, Rena doesn't feel like we do. So when her, she says she feels horrible, she feels a little gassy maybe. And we get a flashback of Yolanda and Munchausen disease. That was the biggest fucking blow I've ever had in my life. And I'm sorry about that, Yolanda. It didn't come from me. Sorry isn't enough. You put it out into the universe, and that sucks. And I'm going to take it out on Zane Malik. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I regret, and we come back, and she goes, I regret that. That was wrong. He, <laughs> on every level. And I'm really sorry that happened. I wish I could take that back. I feel horrible about that. I feel horrible. And he goes, okay. And Kim, I also feel... That it wasn't my place to do that. Flashback to Kim going, Rena, you told Eden that I'm near death, death, that I'm not in a good place. That is so treacherous. And Rena goes, Kim, I have only wanted to move on with you. You know, I hope in the end, maybe it helped in some way. But I don't feel good about that either, Andy, in the long run. And with Denise... You know, I don't like how that went down. And then we get that flashback of the famous scene from last season and the last episode of Denise going, uh, Rinna going, you sent a sheesh and a shist. And Denise goes, who told you that? Ooh, you're so angry. Denise, you're angry. You're playing dirty. I'm playing dirty? This is slanderous. Rena goes, all these things, I really have to be honest. I don't feel great about. Yeah, I did them. It happened. They haunt me. I think each and every one of them haunts me. I don't know what the word haunting means. <laughs> when I think about these moments, I go, I go, Rena, think about these moments. Think about these moments. I have to live with myself. I have to live with the consequences of my actions. Maybe Champagne Pappy will unfollow me. But we all have to live with the consequences of our actions. And if I could take it back and not go through these moments, to be honest, I would. I would take back each and every one of them back. So basically she's saying she lives with daily regret, you guys. But I love that she goes, um, I have to live with myself. 
Because by the way, she's I have to live with myself. She doesn't say it's hard. She's like, I have to live with myself. It's pretty fucking easy because I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you know? She doesn't. She doesn't give a fuck. You can't convince me otherwise. And he goes, and following up on that, Rena, as a group, there was a lot of conversation about Lisa Vanderpump and Lucy Lucy Applejuicy, point where you might have inferred that she stole from Orphan and Widows. And we get that flashback of Lisa and Rena. Lisa, why are you upset about this? Oh, come on, Lisa. He's your employee. This wouldn't get out there if you didn't want it to. Hey, this is like bullshit going to Teddy, bringing Kylan. This was like a fucking setup. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm not kidding you. <laughs> and then we come back and Eric goes, what? I mean, I'm just saying the level of questioning of Lisa Vanderpump regarding that. So this is a very interesting thing, you guys. This is the big old switcheroo. Andy is asking Rinna, she's pointing out another example of when Rinna is some, up somebody's ass and not up Erica's. Now, Erica, this is a brilliant play. Erica goes, what? And Andy goes, I mean, I'm just saying the level of questioning of Lisa Vanderpump regarding that. Erica goes, but she ran away and I didn't. Andy goes, okay. Okay, I'm here. She, Lisa, chose to, like, not show up to the reunion. I showed up today. As vicious and as angry and as hurt and as beat down as I am, she couldn't answer the bell. I fucking did. Erica, great. We literally weren't talking about you and, like, showing up. We were talking about Lisa and 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 Rinna. Like, they totally, this is a good question that Lisa needed to really, like, answer more specifically. And fucking Erica Block did the Heisman, fucking blocked Andy, and got Andy completely off track, and Andy never came back. And that was extremely frustrating. I mean, it's a great point. Lisa didn't show up, and and Lisa didn't, like, by the way, Erica showed up because she needs the money. Lisa didn't need the money. Lisa barely wants to pay her staff a minimum wage, if you guys read that article today. And Dorico's, yes, Lisa never answered questions. She ran away, Rinna says. So that's not really in my opinion. It's kind of different. Analogous? No, no, Erica says. Well, we're going to be right back after this. And now we are back with more of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion. I'm Andy Cohen. Wendy from Winnie from Anchorage said, Erica, Sutton was such a great friend to you. She flew the women out to your Broadway debut. Yes, that's why I don't understand why she flipped on me after an article. Come and talk to me, Andy. You wouldn't talk to me, I'll say, I'll say. You called me a liar. You came to my house. Yeah? You told me that you didn't want to speak to me. You were afraid to be seen with me. I never said I didn't want to speak with you. You were worried about your reputation. You didn't want to be seen with me. You called me a liar. Kyle goes, it was all on camera. When I said I didn't want to see you, it was all on camera, Kyle says. Can someone back me the fuck up on what I'm saying? I'm not saying I don't see say those things, I'll say, I'll say. And he goes, they're all agreeing with you, Erica. Rena goes, yeah, we're all agreeing with you. Why are you smiling at me? Because Andy's just smiling at her and looking at her right now. Like it just and he goes, Because you're a you're a piece of work. <laughs> you're something else. I just uh I don't know. <laughs> I never met anyone like you. 
And Kyle goes, that's saying a lot. And Red goes, that's saying a lot. <laughs> I like they're like all happy because they're, Andy's playing along with our master, Erica. <laughs> we can all laugh. <laughs> Andy's making a joke about our master. <laughs> we think it's a compliment. I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of not a compliment. Andy's going, man, you are really good TV this season. I don't think I would ever be personal friends with you, but okay, I'll let you think it if you want to. That's at least how I'm taking it. But to me, that cued all these ladies thinking, Andy is palling around with Erica, including Erica. I think Erica thinks Andy's like teasing with her. And so she loosens up a bit here. I think loosens up too much because Erica goes, listen, I understand. And she gets really low in her voice. I understand the story I'm talking is fucking wild. Okay. I totally get it. Old Erica, old EJ gets it. I understand. I mean, from the burglary to Andy's cars turning over. Well, one, one car flipped over. And Kyle goes, you said that Tom and your son. Well, yeah, my son rolled his car. Tom was this way and, and away from his car. So Andy goes, you found him after he was unconscious for 12 hours. Yeah, I mean, it's actually nine hours because I went back into the maps. It's actually nine. Andy goes, is there a police report? They can't find one. But he called you or you found him. No, 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 no. I I talked to him last at 9 p.m. He was leaving an event on the west side, and I did not talk to him again until 6 a.m. in the morning. After midnight, (laughs) I don't hear from him. Something ain't right. Now, remember, you guys, when this story was initially brought up, it was brought up in the case I thought he was with one of his bitches. I thought he was one of his side pieces. But in this story, if we're to believe it, that Tom checked in with Erica all the time. Tom called at 9 p.m. after an event, said I'm on my way home. So then Erica then assumed he was with one of his bitches. But then at 12, she got scared and something was wrong. To me, this is just a little inconsistency that I would like a little more clarity on. I'm not going to give you clarity, Ryan. Well, I just I just have a question. for No, fuck off, Ryan, you fat piece of shit. Whoa, whoa, Erica. I just, it's a basic, it's not a basic question. Don't come me a liar. I'll fucking cut you. Okay, okay. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, Erica. Um, Andy goes, right. And Erica goes, okay. So I kept calling and calling and calling. No answer, no answer, no answer, no answer. And at 6 a.m., the phone rings and it's Tom. It's like, where are you? And he goes, hi, I don't know where I am. I think I'm on the west side. And the phone disconnects. And Rinna's face goes, oh, what? I like when Rinna acts like she's hearing something for the first time. And Andy goes, did you find, do like a find my phone? And everybody goes, he has a flip phone. Everybody shouts it out kind of. And Erica goes, come on, keep up to Andy. And Andy, you could tell is like, okay, bitch, you want to play that way? Let's, okay, very cool. I'll remember that. But like, keep up. Fuck off. Who do you, like, literally, who do you think you are? Go back to Shakers. Give me a break. You are like a medium talent at best. Calling you a medium talent isn't like actually a genuine compliment. You are a bottom of the barrel pop star. You have paid to get everything that you have. You couldn't make it on radio. The only reason we know your song is because you're a housewife. So, um, so then, yeah, he calls. And by the way, we also have pictures with Tom with an iPhone. So the flip phone thing is weird. It's like he was getting nudes on his flip phone. 
Uh, so, so then he calls back, and I go, hey, what happened? Where are you? And he goes, I think I'm close or in the backyard. Well, I'm looking in the backyard, and he's not there. So I go, what do you see? And he says, I see a bridge. And I'm like, is it the rainbow? No, he goes, so that immediately tells me he's below our house, you know, because there's a bridge there. Did he say he had a car accident? Beep, boop, 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 boop. And Eric goes, no. Can I finish my story? I'm telling you the truth word for word. Garcelle goes, that is why no one wants to ask you anything. It's true. She fucking bites everybody's head off. It's like you it's not worth it to talk to her. Eric goes, right, but please don't interrupt me. Kathy goes, train of thought. That's you know, I get a train of thought. Kathy, I love you, but you have no train of thought. So it's like you're like zzz. Eric goes, right. So I go down, I see the car tilted, no Tom. <laughs> Tom is at the bottom of the ravine. So in this scenario, which we have no police report for, the car is crashed. He gets out and he stumbles to the bottom of the ravine. They call 911, go to the hospital. And Andy goes, why did you say, by the way, he was allegedly unconscious for 12 hours? And she goes, because I got in trouble with my lawyers. <laughs> and Andy goes, because you got in trouble with your lawyers. I got in trouble for talking to my lawyers, uh, you know, talk too much, yeah. And he goes, wow, look, this whole thing is surreal, but it's completely true. And by the way, of course, and uh, Kathy goes, allegedly, why was it? And Andy goes, why was it snowing where your son was? We're not going to get into that. Erica, no, we are going to get into that. Why was it snowing where your son was? By the way, it should be a real fucking simple answer. We're not going to get into that. Just say, oh, because he lives at such and such place. It was snowing there. It was like, I miss, like, what do you mean? We're like, do you think you're going to tip off where your son's hiding? Nobody's looking for your stupid son, Erica. Like literally, by the way, I know Erica's son's ex-girlfriend. So I have some like inside information that I've kind of hinted to you guys at throughout these recaps. But all I will say is that Tom's indiscretions we're not just recently found out about. Tom's indiscretions from 2011 had been known about and dealt with. This was not a surprise, the, the Tom cheating on Erica. But also, this is this bullshit. Like, Andy, you control the narrative. No, go. We are, we are going to get into it. Just say real simple. Why was it snowing where your son was? That's it. And was there a police report for that car flip? Or was it another one of those where, like, your son is that amazing, which he might be, that he was able to survive that car flip, call a tow truck, no police were involved at all? Let's just focus on the fact that my child, not his children, was the one that went and checked on him, boarded up the house, and made sure everything was okay. Andy goes, how is your relationship with his children? We do not speak. Clearly, this is a massive wedge. Yeah, yeah, Erica, it is a massive wedge. <laughs> yeah, it kind of is. Dorit goes, Wedge! And Erica goes, Wedge, yeah, thank you. Andy goes, I know we've covered this, but I have to keep going back to it because it's the big thing that everybody is so pissed off about, right? Okay, they are equating everything you do, every attitude you have, every post you make, they equate it They that, uh, that you're the victim, that she should be talking about the actual victims. She should be doing something. It's always, do you know how about how I can serve the victims the best? Tell me. By cooperating in court and by rolling up my sleeves and getting down to the bottom. I'm going to roll up my sleeves when I'm vacuuming at my new house. And this is what I have done, really. If everything is true that has been alleged is about how I can, is how I can help. 
Well, you can say that, my darling. I just did. Now, beep-boop-boop-boop, but you can say that, and then people will actually... Because that's a beautiful thing, what you just said, beep. Dorit, Dorit, sweetie, is it cold up in Erica Jane's asshole? Is there heat in there? My God, it's like you ladies are rushing. Like, like can, can I kiss the inside of the buttocks, please? God, leave a little for Kyle. <laughs> Kathy's like, is there a fan in Erica Jane's buttocks? I like a fan. Uh, Erica goes, my lawyer said that. And look, Erica has... Co- now Erica's talking about herself in the third person. Look, Erica has cooperated. Erica has done everything she can. Erica is also being sued after every day, all right? And he goes, okay, well, listen, you've answered every question and I thank you. And I want to hear from the women now, finally, four episodes in. Do you feel that you heard everything that you were wondering about? I mean, I think we all came in here with a lot of questions. Kyle goes, I think Erica cleared up a lot of Tom's accident. Yeah, because things got lost in translation, Kyle says. They do. They really do. Kyle goes, flip four times a car, five times a car. Well, that was my child on the way home. Kyle goes, well, right. But what I'm saying, and Kathy goes, and when you're nervous, you sometimes say something. We're all ADD, EFG. And Kyle goes, HIJ. And I'm like, this is stupid. Erica goes, it's hard to interpret sometimes. People grab onto things. Erica's being all agreeable now because people are like, you know, buying into her bullshit. Andy goes, Garcelle, and Garcelle goes, yes. And Kyle goes, that was a lot clearer to me, Tom's accident. <laughs> now Kyle has said this twice in one page. And he goes, is there anything else that is unanswered? And Garcelle goes, no, I mean, we're never going to get anywhere between Sutton and Erica. You know, that's the only thing. And Andy goes, fancy Drew, what about you? Well, I'll say, I'll say, I asked all of my questions that I wanted to face to face. So it's nice to hear more clear answers or answers at all. So I uh, thank you for answering, Erica. Like Sutton is too damn nice to Erica at this point. Like Sutton, stand into your light. You got power, girl. We believe in you. Step, step up. Andy goes, what about you, Crystal? And Crystal goes, no, I'm done. Andy goes, you're good? Crystal goes, yeah. And uh, Erica goes, I'm sorry I bit your head off. She goes, it's okay. And he goes, the most important thing that I heard today was your expression of sympathy for the victims four hours ago, and they needed to get any rectification that is due to them. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. Sure. After me, uh, the legitimate claims need to be taken care of. The legitimate claims, <laughs> not those bullshit claims. Can I just say one thing? <laughs> and he goes, yes, finally, you get to say one thing, Erica. Thank you for hearing me out today. This is not pretty. It is ugly. It's like me without a glam squad. I am well aware, and I have been pressed for however many months now, and stories have run wild and people have been filled in the blanks. I hope today that you all leave knowing a little bit more of my side. This will uh, be a very... This won't be wrapped up uh, easily. It's a long, arduous process, and all I can do is put one glamorous foot in a very expensive heel in front of another. And he goes, thank you. That was that was a lot. Um, you know, we're going to come right... And Kathy goes, I just wanted to apologize to Garcelle. And Garcelle goes, you do? For what? Because it wasn't my fault that I couldn't come to your dinner earlier in the season. I wasn't allowed to come to your dinner. Because Garcelle had that dinner at her place. And and uh, Kyle, uh, Kathy goes, I wanted to come to the dinner, 
but it was, I was already safe from, from COVID, but I had that three day where I had to wait cause I was around somebody with COVID. So they wouldn't let me come. And I thought they told you, and I thought production told you, and I was mad. I said, I'm fine. But Garcia goes, I accept your apology. And Brenda goes, what's your note that you're holding Kathy? What's your note? Is it bank account numbers? And Erica goes, that was it. Oh no. So Kyle goes, that was it. And Kathy goes, the note just said Garcelle. <laughs> and Renee goes, oh, that was it. <laughs> I got it. I got it. And he goes, okay, well, that's cleared up. We're going to be right back with our final thoughts. And Erica turns to Crystal, sorry. And Crystal goes, that's okay. It was just really heated. Crystal goes, just know that I've always supported you. I appreciate it. And I'm very supportive of you. And Crystal goes, but that you're fighting when I defend the liar and I get it. You can bite my head off. It's okay. Don't worry about it. But I get it, Crystal says. It's all good. And he goes, all right, we're back with some final thoughts for the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Sutton, if you could redo something from this year, what would it be? Well, I'll say, I'll say, definitely my conversation with Crystal. You know, just listen. And he goes, Dorit, you're a mom. You're a fashionista. You're a chatterbox. You're potentially somebody that has organized a hit on their own house. What do you want to be known for above all? And she goes, employed. I'd like to be employed. No, she goes, definitely the chatterbox. Beep, boop, 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 boop. And he goes, well, you are so good. Thank you. And everybody's like, ah, and Dorit goes, no, I want to be known as a good mom to Jagaloo, a good wife. And Erica goes, you are a good mom. And Rena goes, you are. You're much better than me with Amelia and the other one. <laughs> and Dorit goes, that's what I'm the most proud of. And uh, Andy goes, so Kathy, what surprised you the most about joining the group in this experience? I just think that I was surprised how real all it was and what a sisterhood it is and how I really adore all these girls. It's been fun. I've had a good time. And he goes, Crystal, you had a rough entry and then you really loosened up, except until you got to this reunion, you shared as much of yourself. What did it mean uh, for you to have this new group of friends? And Crystal goes, well, it was a tough transition, but I always kept an open mind and an open heart. It was really nice to end it the way we did at the Chinese New Year. Crystal goes, when I said my speech at the Chinese New Year, it was a speech of hope for everybody. It really rang true. Andy goes, Garcelle, do you leave tonight feeling more of an insider of the group? I do, actually, I do. You do? I do. I don't know what it is, but I do. Andy goes, did you get the resolution you were looking for today? I didn't come with a particular, Andy goes, need. Yeah, but I, I wanted to see where things go. Obviously, Dorit and I, you know, I will say things directly to her from now on, even though I felt like I was, but I will do a better job. And then Rina and I are just going to move forward. And Andy goes, yeah, Rina, what's your biggest takeaway from this year? I mean, we saw a shift in you. Did we see a shift in Rina? How do you leave this season? Um, but remember when we saw the, the, the reunion preview, when it first came out, Rinda went over to Erica's and was like, we're going to get these ladies that are talking behind your back. And Rinda goes, you know, I didn't know how it would go today. You know, last year I felt like there wasn't any resolution for me, you know, with the niche. And I was not going to do that with Garcelle. What happened between us. And I think what I know about me is that I am a good friend. Ha <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> said she's a great <laughs> 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 God, I needed that. I can't wait to stop talking about these ladies. Erica goes, you are. And Rina goes, I'm a good friend. <laughs> I'm a good friend. He said, I'm a good friend. What, what the hell? <laughs> like, that would be the one thing that I would be like, there's no way she would say. Like, you could say I'm a good wife or something. Like, I am short. The one thing I've learned about myself is I have short hair. <laughs> the one thing I learned about myself is I have jacked up lips. <laughs> but she says I'm a good friend. It's like the one thing she isn't. She should have said I'm a good friend to Erica Jane. Like, that would make more sense, you know? <laughs> Erica goes, Erica, your life has been under a microscope. There is a Greek chorus of people who have a lot of strong opinions about you. Right here, buddy. What do you hope that they take away from this? I hope for nothing other than I came here with an open heart. I honored my commitment. I stood up for myself, and that's all I can do. I appreciate you asking me the tough questions and giving me them ahead of time and letting me, you know, tell my story. And he goes, Kyle, whether if it's with Kathy or your friends, do you feel a responsibility to patch things up and bring everyone together? And Kyle goes, uh, yeah, sure, I do. When I see Sutton and Erica fighting, it's hard for me because I am I just uh, like to be middle of the road because I, I love Erica and I've known her for so long. And, you know, I've become close to uh, to Sutton. But having my sister here is just so fun with her and laughing. And we've had such a great time. And I'm really happy about that. And he goes, well, it was a great season all the way around. And in honor of the season, Kathy's butlers, Patrick and Carlos, are here with a special treat for everybody. And they bring out martinis. I swear to God, I was like, Kathy was like, Patrick and Carlos, is, are that their names? Or I thought it was going to be like, Patrick, I thought you were Kyle. Huh? And Kyle goes, oh, my God, hello. And Erica goes, thank you, my love. And we're going to go, oh, wait, don't forget me, Carlos. I've got the DTs. I'm shaking. I need a. I need liquor. Here you go, babe. And Garcelle goes, how are you, Patrick? Bonjour. And Rene goes, thank you, Carlos. And he goes, Patrick, I'm glad you weren't so traumatized by this group that you could come back into the fray. Garcelle goes, yes. And Carlos goes, how can I be traumatized with eight beautiful ladies? And Erica goes, I apologize for when you saw me last. I'm sorry. And Andy goes, amen, amen. And then Kathy goes, bottoms up, ladies, which is a throwback to their Tahoe trip when Kathy did the prank with like the bottoms up of the the martinis and Sutton and uh, Crystal both chug theirs. And then we end with a shot of Erica eating her olive, like weirdly seductive. And it was just so gross. The end. You guys. 
Oh, that was like a huge weight off my back. I am so happy to have finished. Oh, so happy the season is over. What, we had so many highs, so many lows. I hope you guys had the best time. I hope you took this in the silliness that it was meant, even though I think I made some really excellent points. <laughs> but this was meant to make you laugh at the end of the day. And I hope you did. And um, it means the world to me that I, I got to tell you, recapping this, like I, I, I really am so proud of my interviews and things like that. But recapping this and getting the com the comments I did, it gave me so much confidence this season. <clears throat> and maybe that's a bad thing, <laughs> you know, but, but it really did make me feel good and that I was going on the the right path of, of trying to be this podcaster and, and do this. And, and, um, it was such a, it was so cool. It was such a joy for me in so many ways. And that's because of you. So I hope you go out there and I hope you have <clears throat> the best weekend ever. Like I always say that you drink the best drinks, that you eat the best food, that you get to hang out with your loved ones. You get to kiss somebody or hug somebody or dance with somebody you got to have some time for yourself. You got to read something cool, see something cool, hear something cool. And like I found out at the Grateful Dead show, we are all one. We are all one. And uh, we shared these couple hours together. And uh, I hope we left with um, we're having a pretty good time. You know, I know I did, even though, whew, man, that was hard. So it is closing time. And so... We will close this season of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Uh, goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Until next time. <laughs> Stop.
Betches.